Hello and welcome to another episode of the Planet Fantasy Podcast. And as always, we're your hosts, Damon and Kyle. Kyle, how's it going? Um, not not bad, man. How are you? Can't complain. It's been a pretty good week. Uh, you know, I've just been kind of uh, rewatching New Girl this week. You know, so getting uh, you know, having fun with the Loft crew, and mm. uh, just prepping for this podcast. Uh, you been doing anything fun? Uh. New Girl's on a constant rotation, so I feel you there. Um, but I'm just watching Christmas movies, getting prepped for this episode. I'm excited. This is going to be a good one. But um, we've got a guest this week, uh, our friend Amber. How are you, Amber? Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, welcome. Uh, yeah, no, this is exciting. I'm a longtime listener, first-time caller. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm great, actually. I've actually, the timing is perfect. I know we've been talking about doing this for a while, but I'm actually on vacation this week. Um, so I've been off work. I'm staying at my parents' house. We've gotten our tree up this week. We've gotten some holiday baking done. So I'm just, you know, feeling very well fed, very well rested, and uh, ready to win. Oh, ready to <laughs> win. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> So I thought I just slipped that in there. <laughs> right, yeah, like we wouldn't notice. <laughs> that sounds like a very festive week. Uh, you know, you're getting really into the, the holiday cheer, and, you know, that is kind of what we're here for for this uh, draft. You know, we yeah, are totally. doing Christmas movies draft. You want to break it down for him, Kyle? Yeah, so um, this is going to be uh, pretty straightforward. We did it for Halloween. Um, the three of us each get uh, four picks, and we're basically breaking down, you know, the four – what we consider the four essential movies to watch during this season. Um, I will say it at the top. So, you know, because I'm sure it'll be mentioned because it's a meme now. I'm sure Die Hard will be referenced at some point during this podcast <laughs> um, between the three of us. So if you consider it a Christmas movie, give an argument for it. And I'm sure it works. But yeah, we're just doing our four picks. What we what we are personally watch each year. I know my four are like on constant rotation for me throughout the month of December. Um yeah, and as always, we're going to play a list game to determine the order. So what's our list game this week, Damon? All right. All we're right. doing the ever-classic. Uh, we're doing Christmas songs for our list game. Yes. So strap in. It could be a long one. You know, who knows? <laughs> but uh, we'll let Amber go first, and uh, then Kyle can go second. I'll, I'll go last. All right. <laughs> okay, so, so I have to say there is a little bit of a strategy behind uh, this first pick. And I do have to give uh, a very special shout out to a very special someone because he is convinced uh, that if I start off with this song, then it's going to be good luck and I'm going to win. So, <laughs> sad, this is for you. I'm picking Lady Gaga's Christmas tree. I should point out too for the folks listening at home. Uh, Thad uh, is uh, my partner in watching Christmas movies and uh, in everything else as well. Light of my life. And uh, he's, he's uh, how do we put this nicely? He's just a, a tiny little bit competitive. Oh, well, I mean, I think the people at <laughs> home know. They know. They, they know. learned that. <laughs> so so he's, the, he's the brain behind uh, the most recent Muppet Street Fight episode and yeah. a couple of other things as well. And so, um, actually, and if can I just tell a, a story real quick? Of course. So of course. it was it was um, actually he who suggested that I join you boys on this episode um, because he has been watching Christmas movies with me since October, which is usually <laughs> about when I started. And so he's been super supportive and excited about today. Um, and he sent me a text just before we started recording that said, 
you've got this baby kissy face emoji and then destroy them all caps exclamation mark oh, exclamation mark that's adorable mark. i hate it <laughs> i hate it <laughs> so there you go so and apparently this pick is just gonna do the trick and and set us off on the right foot so christmas tree is my oh. first song pick. well i will have to go listen to that because i don't think i've ever heard it so oh it's a good one yeah okay. i do uh, love me some gaga okay let's go with silent night all right that was my first one Class, but thanks. classic uh, i like it um well let's see let's go with little drummer boy Nice. Nice one. Nice one. Uh, jingle bells. Um, deck the halls. Jingle bell rock. <laughs> mm. White Christmas. Nice. Um, let's go with the ever cursed the Christmas shoes. <sighs> let's go. Just, now, just hearing the title of that song, it's going to be stuck in my head for the rest <laughs> of the day. So, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> You're welcome. Let's go, uh, Blue Christmas. Ooh, okay. Uh, Green Christmas. Oh, nice. Um, let's go with I'll Be Home for Christmas. Oh, let's go with Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Uh, Carol of the Bells. Nice. Um, I gotta throw it back. I gotta shout out New Orleans, Papa Noel. Ah, yes. Oh, nice one. I'm gonna go with another classic, Frosty the Snowman. Mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Have we done uh Let It Snow? You know, I nice. really should be writing these down, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, let's see. Happy Xmas War is over. Mm, good one. Right. Um All I Want for Christmas is you. Nice. Very nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, joy to the world. Mm. Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, o come, O come, Emmanuel. Ooh, let's go with of classic. Let's go with uh, Christmas and Hollis Queens. Ooh, good one. That's a good one. Uh, driving home for Christmas. Mm. Uh, a favorite of mine, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. <laughs> I wondered if that was going to come up. Uh, <laughs> I saw Mommy Kissing Santa Claus. Nice. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll be home for Christmas. I think Ooh, that was, that that was mentioned. Did we do that one? Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> you got another <sighs> shot. Okay, okay. Um, um, uh, uh, let's see. Uh, two thousand miles. Ooh, good one. Um, let's go with the first Noel. Good one. Feliz Navidad. Yeah. Mm, Maybe the best with... song ever. <laughs> <laughs> At least as catchy as the Christmas shoes, if not more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about River? Hmm. Nice. Um. Mm-hmm. let's go with I want a hippopotamus for Christmas yes <laughs> yes um, gonna go with 12 days of Christmas mm. good one God, imagine um, if that was the list game mentioning the or listing the 12 days of Christmas all 12 <laughs> that would be I hard. saw 
I saw a funny uh, tweet the other day that was talking about how the, the 12 days of Christmas is actually like the worst gift that you could possibly get <laughs> someone oh, like 100% who wants to be really hard Half of them are just animals that annoy you. And like annoying people. And and, (laughs) yeah, loud people and like animals who are in a bad mood, like geese who are in the middle of laying eggs or whatever. (laughs) Um, Okay, okay, wait. Yeah, who's who's it? Is it me? Yeah, it's Amber. Yes. Um, The holly and the ivy. Good one. Um, Silver bells. Silver bells. Good one. Um, I know there's so many more, and my brain is starting to not come up with any. Yeah, same here. I know um, we're we're do, we've, we're doing good though. I have to say. Yeah. Um. Five count. Um. Three. Away two, in the manger. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. Hey, that, that cool. Yeah, really counts. That's definitely one. Yeah. All right, Kyle. All right, Amber. That's, that's Amber. Amber. Yeah. Um. Oh shoot. Um. I saw three ships. Um. Okay. Let's see. Rocking around the. Yeah. Yes. I've been trying to think Could of that I? one. Couldn't uh, think of the name for a second. <laughs> Now this is this is a very very new song, isn't it? Literally came out last week. It's from a uh, Too Many Zoos and my girl and my uh, my girl Big Frida, but a uh, Funky Christmas. Hell yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> I like it. Um, maybe this Christmas. Mm. Let's see. Yeah, it's getting down to it now. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. my brain's starting to hurt. When um, who? I got one. Five mm. count. Four. Oh come on, you, oh come on, you faithful. Yes, there we go. Good one. I got last Christmas. Oh hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Some wham. Very nice. Oh yes. Bump that shit. <laughs> um, that's Christmas to me. Jam. I like that one. Oh yeah. Um. God, let me just search all the Michael Bublé songs deep in my in my memory. Um, <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> I appreciate the Canadian content. That's great. <laughs> uh, five count, three. Yeah, that's it for me. Two, I'm out. One. Oh. All right. Um, I had one and then I forgot it. Tell me me about it. Oh, man. Dang it. I had to do the countdown, and then I forgot. Um, (laughs) Crap. Five count. Three, two, one. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, All right, Amber, do you you have one, one more just to solidify your win? I have, I do, because my girl Dolly Parton sang it not too long ago on a Christmas special. So, Mary, did you know? Oh, man. All right. Made me, made me cry and everything. It was fantastic. <laughs> well, you're making us cry, Amber, because you are the winner of this list game. So, well thought. Well the thought. order of this draft. Thank you.
Hmm. Now the thing is, how strategic do I want to be about this? Yeah. I I would like first pick, so I'm gonna take first pick, and then let's go, let's go Kyle, and then Damon after that. All right. All I have to hope for is y'all don't get my first pick. All right. I can do this. I'm going to manifest it that it's not happening. That's right. You just you speak it into the universe and then you're good to go. I All like right it. then, Amber. So you, you are the first pick at this awesome Christmas movies draft. So what is going to be the first overall pick? So excited. So my first pick is actually an Oscar nominated pick. Thank you very much. Oh. Made nearly $500 million. Um, and actually, according to YouTube.org, to Wikipedia, that actually makes it the highest grossing live action comedy ever, at least until The Hangover came along in 2011. I am talking, of course, about Home Alone. Oh, I mean, <laughs> classic. So classic. I mean, listen, it's got, you've got great action sequences, you've got suspense, you've got comedy, you've got an ending that makes you cry, like, written by john hughes music is by john williams like i don't know what else you want in a christmas movie you know what i mean literally everything got it all that 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 Uh, has to be the number one pick i feel like uh just as far as like the recognition of this movie like you think christmas this is probably one of the first ones that pops up what do you think yeah no i agree i um i was actually just talking to my roommate about this this is one of the few Christmas movies, even few movies that I go back and forth between it and the sequel, which I like more. I um, do too. Mm-hmm. But it, yep. it, it might just have to be the first one because it just, they struck gold with the first one. I mean, everything came into place so perfectly. I think it was what, like 1990 that it came 1990, out? 1990, yeah, exactly. No, I totally uh, agree. Even just like how they got John Candy to do that little cameo, right? Yeah. And just, everything is just perfect. So you good. know, as an adult, I have to say, I feel like without the John Candy and Captain O'Hara scenes, the movie doesn't work as well at all. I feel like those scenes are super underrated. And yes. As yes. a kid, I was just kind of like, okay, let's get back to back to Kevin. Let's see the crazy shenanigans. And then mm-hmm. now it's like, I want to see that, you know, the mom just super oh, stressed exactly. out. And the, this crazy just, traveler, super, super It just fun. grounds the whole thing in the actual real emotion so that when she shows up at the end, you're like, like you feel like you've been on the whole ordeal with her to get back home to Kevin. Oh, so yeah. Good. Moira Rose from Shit's Creek has always been mm-hmm. a queen. Shout out to Olivia. Mm-hmm. Uh, just Catherine O'Hara is perfection and she's so good in that movie. She's good really at everything. Is. I mean, really from Beetlejuice to, to Home Alone. Um, yeah. I still, I need to restart Shit's Creek for the third time to give it another <laughs> shot. Um, I'll get there eventually, but, uh, you if know, anything, just watch for her. She's she's the best. She's great. Um, yeah, and I yeah. have to she's say, so good. She's she's one of those people. She's just it's she's always recognizable. Like you you immediately know it's Catherine O'Hara in a part, but she's different every time you see her. Very different yes. role, definitely. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. For as far as Home Alone and it being a Christmas movie, it, it definitely you know it's set right around the Christmas. They're they're going. I believe where do they go to Paris? This first one, yeah. or was yeah, yeah, so for a Christmas trip, which is insane to me. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Kevin's dad is loaded. <laughs> he, he's a mobster. He has to, <laughs> he, he's got his hands in somewhere, but like, you know, it has a very nice Christmas vibe throughout. You know, the music, the the lights, the, the lights snow, no, the neighborhood looks so gorgeous. Yeah, exactly. Very visually, aesthetically, a Christmas movie, and I think that's really what 
makes it a Christmas movie because I don't know as far as like the Christmas uh, like story, like the feeling. I don't know mm-hmm. if it gives it to you as well as some other ones do. But mm-hmm. but it 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 looks like a Christmas movie, it and to me it sounds looks like a Christmas movie. To me, it sounds like a Christmas movie too. Like the the John Williams score, he does a lot of stuff with um those bells. I don't know what the official music name is for them. Yes. You know, yeah. a lot of bells. Yeah, Just, yeah, all the bells. <laughs> all the bells, exactly, exactly. Okay, what's y'all's favorite scene of Home Alone? Oh boy! <sighs> oh, it's so hard to pick. Well, I mean, well, there's a reason that so many movies now, when there are like traps laid for people, they call it, oh, I love that Home Alone scene in Skyfall, or I love that Home Alone scene. <laughs> so uh, just yes. him laying all the traps for them is so cool. It just gets me every time. That's a great one. No, it's so true. It's the sort of like, yeah, like fortifying the, the hideout for battle kind of montage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I love that montage. Forever. I have to go back and forth between that and the montage of him realizing he's alone and just doing everything he <laughs> can awesome. do. Just running around, yep. jumping on the bed, you know, putting the aftershave on his face. Yeah, that's just... and that's totally iconic for sure. Right. The aftershave moment. Yeah. Oh. I also really like when he's um trying to make it look like there's people at home because he's figured out that the guys are walking the house i would have never i don't know if i could do that now yeah Yeah. so he's like he's like dancing along to the christmas music but then he's got like what like michael jordan is like a cut out of michael jordan (laughs) is like taped to his train that he's going around the room all this stuff and i I do have to say like the the what the wet bandits uh, they they so you know, good the fact that they thought that that was an actual gun shooting at them like, <laughs> how loud is that surround sound for it to sound realistic because yeah i, I, don't, I don't know it, I, that that's a bit much but you know this movie hits pretty well as far as real you know of, if you can suspend your disbelief the fact that they were that they actually left their kid at home mm-hmm. when they went to paris is just how does the CPS not get called? <laughs> How? <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, but... too, I mean, we, I don't know if we mentioned it, but Macaulay Cole, like, it can't be overstated. Arguably one of the best child performances in the movie ever. Oh, I mean, he's absolutely. just so absolutely. good. He's, he's perfect. He's Hands funny down. when you need him to be funny. He acts like a scared little kid when things get you know, super emotional, like, again, like, at the end, when he's just, like, mom, and he just runs oh. to Catherine O'Hare and hugs her, it just, yeah. oh! Yeah, Macaulay Culkin, so. there's a reason why he, he rose to, like, stardom so quick after this movie. Like, he owns it. Every yeah, scene, totally. his body action, the, like, the way he, like, raises his uh, eyebrows a lot, it, it yeah. always gets me. Like, it's just, like, he's, like, yeah, yeah yep, he's about to do something fun. Um, but, <laughs> I don't know. This is a very awesome pick, and I, I had it like up towards my first pick, but I was like, you know, for me personally, I don't feel like it's a Christmas movie as much as some of my other picks, so I dropped it down, and also figured if I wasn't getting the first pick, I wasn't getting this movie. So that's fair. Uh, a plus pick. Yeah, um, that's fair. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely, uh, you know, you're definitely in the running already. So we're going to have to do some work, Kyle. Uh, what you got for your yeah. first pick? Time to play some catch-up. Uh, no, I so 
I'm glad that home alone got picked. I'm really glad this did not get picked. So Amber is obviously a first time guest. So tough to read like where you, what direction you would go as far as Christmas movies. So I'm really mm-hmm. glad this one hasn't been picked. Damon has not yet seen this movie. So I knew it was safe if he was first, but I got to go with It's a Wonderful Life. Um, Classic. Yeah, the rest of my picks are going to be Damon knows me, knows I pick obscure <laughs> or like weird Christmas movies. So they're going to be really unconventional Christmas movies, but this one is just a stone cold, I would say just a classic movie in general. But the fact that it's a Christmas movie yeah. is like the cherry on top. Um, this is one that my dad and I kind of like, it's a bit of a nostalgia pick for me too, because we had a tradition every year. The rest of my family doesn't really love this movie, but my dad and I will sit down and watch this movie at least once every year for Christmas. Um yeah, it just it, it holds up incredibly well. George Bailey, uh, just one of the greatest movie characters of all time. James Stewart is just perfection in this movie. And it really, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a Scrooge around this time of year sometimes. Some of these Christmas movies I, I'll write off as too sappy or, or whatever. But I would argue the message in this movie hits home like every year, never fails to, I mean, I'll, I'll, tear up watching this movie just every time I watch it. It's just, it hits home every time. Yeah, yeah, me too. No, I, I have to say, so far we are two for two in terms of movies that make Amber cry. <laughs> <laughs> we are right on track. <laughs> you know, yeah, I've, no, this, I've, is a, this is a great pick. I've heard, you know, I've, I think I might have saw it as a kid and just don't remember any of it, but I just, I've never been excited about wanting to watch this movie um, I am, I don't know, I'm a bit off when it comes to older movies. I I don't know. I don't know if it's like the the acting style or like the directing style. I don't know. I just can't get into a lot of them. Uh, there's some that I enjoy, especially the musicals. I love old, old school musicals. But uh, what, what does this movie really like mean as far as the Christmas vibe? Like what, what's the special moment or, or like meaning so- that this movie really gives out? The thing that I would say would like makes this timeless because I I understand where you're coming from. I it took me a while to come around on older movies. It's certainly a different style, um, but I think with this one, if you love a Christmas Carol, this is almost an inversion of that story. Um, yeah, good call. At the, yeah, at the beginning of the story, George Bailey is the complete opposite of Scrooge. Like he is an absolute saint, and then he really goes through it. Like I would argue, the movie itself hardly takes place on Christmas. A lot of it is just throughout the year. Um, and then, you know, something breaks, you know, in Christmas, he really goes through it and then experiences this Christmas Carol-esque kind of peak at another life, pretty much. And completely, it completely vitalizes his Christmas spirit, uh, basically. Okay. That's yeah, and, and I think, I think that's a pretty common theme. You see a lot of Christmas movies where, uh, something happens and it, like Christmas movies, like the, the big well-known ones like there's that one with uh Nicolas Cage apologies if either of you guys were going to pick this one for oh, the family man. I think the we're family okay man, right <laughs> I mean you never know <laughs> but right where it's like Christmas is a time where you sort of like reflect and look back on your life and the choices you've made and then and then the character miraculously gets a chance to live their life over and and take a different path and see what things would have been like um, so there's the family man and then there's a whole bunch of my beloved Hallmark movies. They <laughs> they do this trope a lot. <laughs> you see this a lot in Hallmark too. 
Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, It's a Wonderful Life definitely probably started a lot of those kind of tropes. You know, this is mm-hmm. a classic. It's, I mean, I looked at a lot of lists of Christmas movies, and this is like number one on like almost all of them. So I can't yeah. argue this pick at all. Um, and I, I think I will eventually watch it at some point. Um, but I can't, I can't handle this pick at all. That that's probably if if it wasn't going to be the first pick, it was going to be a first round pick. So, um, mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. any other special things that I wanted to mention about the movie before we go on that that needs to be said? Um, I'll just say if you are like on the fence of watching it, like Damon, um, I personally don't have a problem with the black and white stuff. But this is one of the few movies that the color restoration is actually incredible. It does not like warp the a lot of movies, when they tried to restore them in color, they kind of missed the mark on it, and it looked a little fake. But this movie looks incredible in color. So you can you can find either of them on Amazon Prime. And, uh, yeah, either one is the right choice. <laughs> okay. All right, then. So that's two bona fide classics off the board. So that leads to my first pick. Um, so just I wanted to preface this, but I haven't seen any of the newer Christmas movies that have come out this year. You know, I haven't seen Jingle Jangle. I've heard really good things. I've seen Christmas Chronicles too. Um, so, you know, just want to say that before we get to my list. Now, my first pick, uh, like I was saying, I was thinking about Home Alone, but I figured I wouldn't get it. I was thinking about some other kind of bigger, bigger, well-known ones. But I settled on this one because I rewatched it the other day. And I was like, wow, yeah, I love this movie last year when I watched it. And then I love this movie even more now. It's so moving. It's so well-acted. Uh, the animation is fantastic. I'm going with Klaus. Ooh. Yes. Oh, uh, good one. Yes, yeah, a Netflix movie actually came out last year. And uh, it's essentially kind of a retelling of the Santa Claus myth. Um, it's in the 19th century. It's about Jesper, who's this uh, pretty much this spoiled kid who hasn't really done anything with his life. He doesn't know how to take care of himself. His father is a royal postmate general which is such a dope-ass name of a title. <laughs> like, really? Like, Royal Postmaster General. That's so dope. <laughs> and so he uh, he sends his son off. Uh, you know, this is his last kind of uh, hurrah. If he doesn't do this, he's going to be cut off from the family money. He has to go to this little town on this little island called Smearinsburg. And uh, he has to send 6,000 letters as the postman there. You know, okay, you know, that sounds kind of doable, right? He gets there, right? And it's essentially this broken down town of nothing um, where everyone is feuding. Everyone hates each other's guts. Uh, no one writes letters. No one goes to school. Uh, I don't even think anyone works. I really don't know how people even survive there. But we see that this town is essentially just beaten up. And Jesper's uh, goal is going to be a very, very hard one to do. Um <laughs> And so, uh, have y'all seen this movie, by the way? I have not. No, I haven't either. I'm I'm shocked that we've got something on the list so early that I haven't seen. I'm going to lose all of my uh, Christmas movie cred here. Oh, Amber, I, <laughs> I, I, I highly recommend watching it after this. Um, I, I'm not going to spoil it. I've heard really did. good things. Yeah, yeah. No, I've heard really good things because I remember when it came out last year, Netflix did like a bit of a big splashy thing for it but i just haven't gotten a chance to see it yet so i won't say too much more about the plot other than essentially jesper uh he finds one of these kids who's who belongs to one of the big families that are feuding there's the two families the Ellingbos and the crumbs um and one of the kids is a great name right yeah. very christmas and, fantastic 
and essentially <laughs> this kid draw has this drawing you know and jesper tries to mail it it doesn't work out and he hears about this woodsman up in the mountains and he goes find goes to find him to see if he needs to mill anything um and of course it's the house of mr klaus who is this big hulking woodsman and he scares jesper the daylights out of him essentially and runs away um but the drawing is dropped and Klaus sees this drawing of this kid being sad, locked up in his house, doing nothing. And so before Jesper gets away, Klaus uh, pretty much recruits Jesper to uh, take him to the kid's house where they deliver a present, which is this little this little mechanical frog that jumps around when you crank it. And the kid Aww. is so happy. And this begins essentially the story of of this movie. Jesper, you know, more kids hear about you know, the kid getting this toy because he wrote to Mr. Klaus. So the kids mm. start wanting to write to Mr. Klaus. Jesper, who needs all the letters he can get, pretty much tells him how to do it. And this starts this little, this whole really moving, really fun story of how the myth of Santa Claus is started in Smearinsburg. You know? Oh, wow. Sounds yes. so good. So Literally, start... I'm going to be watching it as soon as we're done recording. Please do. It, it so is excited. so moving. It's it's done so well. The voice cast. You have Jason Schwartzman as Jesper. You have J.K. Simmons as Klaus. Ah. You have uh, Rashida. You have Rashida Jones. Wait a wait a bury the lead here, my guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to talk what? about the story first. Uh, but you have Rashida Jones as Alva, who's the teacher, and that's mm. funny because when you first meet her. You know, he goes to the school and it's essentially covered in fish. It's become a fish market. And Alva's just like really beaten up. She looks really kind of uh, worse for wear. And she's like, what are you doing here? You know, this is not a school. I, you know, no one wants to send their kids to school when they're all feuding and not doing anything. So she's pretty much just like this rundown teacher who's not even a teacher anymore. And she really gets her uh, her due uh, later on in the movie as the kids really start learning to, to be good, you know, the naughty list is added on as this myth. And you really just see really like how naturally uh, this story of Santa Claus begins in this town and how like it changes them for the better. Uh, you get yeah. a lot of fun montages. You really get to see the relationship between Klaus and Jesper build. And it's, it's just beautiful. Like out of all these movies that I was thinking about doing, this one really, really holds the idea of like the Christmas story in those Christmas traditions, along with the feeling and the emotion that comes along right. with it, and yeah. blends it so well. So that had to Love be the it. first pick. That, Love it. Oh my goodness, it sounds incredible. I am looking at it the does. Netflix like image right now, and the animation is just really cool. Like I, oh man, I'm so interested in this movie. Me too. I feel like we'll need to do a special like bonus episode after we've all seen it, so that we can talk about it some more. I'm excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, you know, I'm, I was, I'm kind of glad y'all haven't seen it and kind of sad because it's so good. But uh, y'all let me know as soon as y'all watch it because um, it's fantastic. And that's why it had to be my number one, just because mm -hmm. I felt like it's honestly maybe the most Christmas feeling movie out of them all to me. So, yeah. Um, but we won't stick on that for too long since, you know, y'all haven't seen it yet. Um, maybe y'all seen my second pick. Uh, this is also kind of uh, out of left field. I'm kind of pulling a Kyle, I guess. <laughs> um, not going with the, the super expected ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this one, so I mean, as far as Christmas goes, you know, I picked Klaus, which came out last year. And this one's a, a newer one as well. You know, Christmas was always like, as a kid, you know, you wanted the big lights, you wanted the super goofy stuff happening, the really feel-good moments. 
And then I was an adult. I wanted to, this movie kind of showed me what it's like to be, you know, an adult in Christmas, you know, things aren't as good. Things aren't as happy, but you still have to find the meaning, find the special, special moments, you know? And so this movie is really kind of good at telling that in a really, really funny way. I'm going with the night before. <gasps> yes. I had a feeling this was going to be on, on one of your toys <laughs> lists. I had, I have a whole like backup section of my board in case some of my first picks had gotten taken. And I was going to put this one on. I was like, mm, no, someone's going to take it. Close <laughs> to the so, top. so y'all both have seen it. Then. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. <laughs> um, for everyone at home, this is a comedy I think came out in 2015. It's Seth Rogen, Anthony Mackie, and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And they're these uh, three, like, friends who have been friends since, like, they're kids. And uh, essentially the story goes, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's uh, parents get, uh, they die in a car wreck pretty much, like, on Christmas Eve or, like, the day before. And so he's broken up. And so his two friends decide to take him out on this, like, little night out on the town. You know, they go to do karaoke. They go eat at this awesome Chinese spot because they're high as hell. Um they go to the certain bar and they, they just start this tradition and they've actually been doing it for the last, I believe, 15 years, you know? And so now they're all like 30, you know, with their own families and jobs. And uh, this is going to supposedly be the last year, right? That they do it. Um, they're kind of just over it. And of course, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, uh, who is, what is his good old name? Um, bop, 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 bop. I should have this, of course. Ethan. Uh, Ethan. Yes, Ethan. You know, he's kind of uh, not sure what he's doing with his life. He's like dressed up as an elf for his job. He's uh, he's uh, broken up with his girlfriend for a few months now, and that's all he can kind of think about. And so he's just kind of like in a rut. And these things have always really meant a lot to him. So we get that backdrop for this, their Christmas Eve get-together, right? And the one thing that really <laughs> sets the catalyst is Seth Rogen's character who I believe is Seth. No, that's his real name. Uh, we're just going to call him Seth. But um, but essentially his wife, uh, who is an amazing actress, by the way, uh, gives him this little box to party with for the night because he's been so good for her and the baby, which she's pregnant, by the way, which is a little bit of a good plot line for the movie. But it's a little box of drugs. <laughs> it just has like, you know, your essential <laughs> little drug kit. And uh, throughout the movie, Seth takes some Coke, some Molly, um let's see he smokes some weed he does mushrooms a lot and so you get a really just messed up set throughout the movie hilarious can, can i just say nobody quite plays messed up or high like seth rogan does and i don't right. know if it's like he did it in you know some of his earlier stuff and then just decided like that's it this is my sweet spot like we're gonna make sure this is there's at least one scene like written in in all my movies where I'm on some sort of substance or another. It's like, it's always funny every single time. It's like, you know, it's coming in the Seth Rogen part and it doesn't matter. Because 100. Hysterical all his, the time. His face, like you can just look at it in his face. Like, you know, like, yeah. I, you like he might actually be fucked up right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but, oh, actually, guys. So I remember the song I was going to say earlier. Because this movie reminds me, because the whole idea is, for the last 15 years, they've been trying to find the elusive, the mythical, the mystical, the Nutcracker ball. This very super oh, big yeah. Christmas there ball. There it is. <laughs> and I was going to say the Nutcracker earlier, and then I forgot. I could have been first, maybe. No. Amber probably still would have beat me. But, <laughs> but yeah, so this Nutcracker ball, 
they've heard stories of this amazing Christmas party and they've never been able to go. But then at the beginning of the movie, Ethan, you know, he's, he's doing coat check at his, at his job and he sees someone has three tickets, three invitations to the party. So he steals them. And so that for this, this last night, the last hurrah, they're going to go to the Nutcracker Ball. And it's just the story of them trying to get to the Nutcracker Ball and finally getting there and just them trying to still be friends and, and really just, you know, have that last hurrah. And it's such a fun movie. You know, you have all the Christmas stuff going on. You have the comedy. You have Seth getting super messed up on drugs. Uh, Anthony Mackie's character is a, is a celebrity football athlete, I believe, who, you know, he's like, he's, you know, he just kind of got popular and good, but apparently he's on uh, some steroids and that kind of becomes a big thing about him, you know, doing things that just to kind of stay relevant. Um, I just really like the chemistry between the three main leads and it's just a lot of fun for the movie. Um, I love Mr. Green. They're a high oh school God. drug dealer played by Michael <laughs> so good. Honestly, probably so the, the he steals every scene he's in. Uh, he's like this really like very nice drug dealer who like ta- tells them like you know life lessons as every time they come to get more weed because they keep losing it and getting it stolen. <laughs> One time by Alana Glazer, amazing cameo in this movie. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> amazing so great um, so great you know i, I don't want to say too much for anyone who hasn't seen the movie but you get everything from a big uh you know reference to them jumping on a p- big piano and singing runaway to um you know you get <laughs> you get miley cyrus in the movie uh, <laughs> it has everything um so that's enough but uh what do y'all think about this pick guys no, this is a great pick. And the other thing I wanted to say too, like aside from Seth Rogen knowing that he is hysterical when he's playing high and, and doing that really well, he tends to work with a lot of the same people over and over again. And they tend to like really bring out the best in him, you know? Yeah. Um, so, and, and so I was just looking on uh, Wikipedia while you were chatting, mostly because I wanted to see the pictures because I remembered that they wear fantastic Christmas sweaters the in this movie. So <laughs> see what they look like. But it was funny because when I was talking before about about the scene that I liked when uh, Seth, how I love Seth Rogen when he's on various substances, I was thinking specifically of the the movie Long Shot and where he and Charlie Theron oh, a bunch yeah. of Molly. Right before he has to like negotiate with like a bunch of terrorists, and it's, <laughs> but it's the it's the same director. It's Jonathan Levine directed that one, and oh, he man. also did did yeah. this the night before. So there you go. It uh, makes sense. Yeah, I mean he's know? he works so well with him. He also him and Justin Gordon Levitt. I would say fifty fifty mm-hmm. is one of his yeah. best performances. Um, yeah, yeah. He, he, I would, I would say so. I. I love Seth Rogen. I would say when I saw this movie, it was the perfect storm because I only saw it for the first time last year and I was kind of getting a little like tired of Seth Rogen. I was like, I've seen him in all this stuff and I love him, but he does the same thing over and over again. And I watched this movie and I was like, it's like he's like doing it for the first time again. Like, it seems like he had so much fun making it. Like, all I have to say is Seth Rogen at mass. And you know what I'm talking about? It's the funniest (laughs) scene ever. Um, they're, yeah, they're trio. They have so much chemistry. Anthony Mackie already proved in the MCU that he is fucking hilarious, but he's so funny in this movie. 
uh yeah lizzie kaplan is great in her like yeah. minor role uh yeah. mindy tailing yeah. like it's it's really just a murderer's row of really talented actors that don't always get to be really like comedic and they're all just super funny in this movie oh i have to oh, mention man. uh nick kroll and in and freaking uh what's his name oh um dude from the league and big mouth uh pimento oh. uh uh what's his name freaking yeah jason uh, sportsman Manz- yeah. no no it's jason manzanukas Oh, that's it. That's yes. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They they play mm-hmm. these these two guys dressed up as uh, Santas, and they're on a, like a Santa bub park bar crawl, and they're singing <laughs> yeah. the JGLs, just hilarious. They, <laughs> oh man, this movie just yeah. has scene after scene that's just really fun. You never know really what's going to happen, but you kind of know what, what's going to happen towards the end. You know, um, I, I think it's just a really good tell of like adults during Christmas time and how it can kind of be a drag and how you know it might not mean as much anymore. But how, you know, you can still create those memories and still make it mean something. Um, yes. You know, all while in the backdrop mm-hmm. of uh, these three adults just getting really hammered and, and fucking up the whole time, you know? <laughs> like Anthony Mackie's character, like he, Chris, I believe, uh, like he gets his weed stolen twice from the same person. Like, how can you <laughs> let that happen, man? Uh, um, yeah. do, you, do you have a certain favorite scene in the movie? Um. It probably is. It's probably Mass. Seth Rogen at, at Mass. Because like, as soon as you mentioned the movie, I just remembered that, and it just uh, so good. He just throws up everywhere. <laughs> he just runs out. <laughs> oh, man. That would be terrible, though, Like to be in yeah, that situation. I, would, <laughs> I can't believe his wife, like, in movie, like, decided that that was a good idea for him to go in there with him. Like, she knew he was <laughs> tripping balls. And she was like, nope, you're coming in? It's happening. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Amber? Oh, I just the other thing, a couple of other like small cameos. I think that I wanted to shout out because it's like you guys were saying, like when when uh, Mindy Kaling comes in and whoever it is, doesn't matter how long they're in the movie for. It's just they come in for their couple of minutes and just kill it. I love yeah. the fact that Tracy Morgan is the narrates the whole thing. Oh yeah, I didn't even completely. Yeah, it's hilarious. He has, so funny. He has like such an iconic voice and it's instantly recognizable and as as soon as you hear it you're like oh i know who that is but it also (laughs) fits perfectly with the vibe of the whole movie and is just fantastic i I love him this might not be my favorite scene but i have to mention it because it's so good the the time when seth rogan goes to get the weed for mr green and he's tripping balls on the mushroom and you know mr green tells him you gotta hit this you gotta take a hit of this weed and he does it and you know they essentially go into they go into this like uh, Christmas of future, uh, future. I mean, uh, ghosts of Christmas future kind of thing. And he sees his daughter as a stripper, and it's just so absurd. Like that, you know, like that's the whole kind of plot line of the movie is like he's kind of scared about being a dad, and he doesn't know if he's going to be ready for it. So that scene was just hilarious. Um, yeah, so, so good. Um, all right, yeah, so good call. Um, you know, I'm glad I got my first two picks. I think they're solid, mm-hmm. maybe not super expected or well known, but uh. Maybe after this, a lot more people will, will watch them and give them more credit. So, I like it. Picks. Kyle, pick. what is your second pick? Okay. Um, so, <laughs> let's see. I think I'm going to go with this one. I I mentioned it at the top. Uh, you know, it's become a bit of a meme to argue whether Dar- Die Hard is a Christmas movie or not. I'm not going with Die Hard because this movie deserves the debate much more than Die Hard does. It's a better movie. I said it here. You can you can fire your cannons at me. I don't care. Lethal Weapon is an infinitely better than movie than Die Hard. 
Uh, I'm saying that as someone who loves Die Hard, and I was one of the idiots who used to scream about how Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but I rewatched, first of all, the Lethal Weapon series, those four movies, maybe my favorite movie series of all time. Uh, Freaking love those movies. Even the fourth one when they're way too old to be making a movie and Chris Rock is being Chris Rock. Uh, I love these movies. The first one is, I think, kind of going off of what Damon said with, you know, the night before being an, a look at being an adult for Christmas and like a- having actual <laughs> baggage and like having lived life and still having to celebrate Christmas. Um, Lethal Weapon is a perfect snapshot of that. And it's also a perfect look, look at, not to get too dark, cause I think it's a great movie, but it's a perfect look at like the loneliness that uh, Christmas can sometimes bring for people. Uh, yeah. If you look at Mel Gibson's character, like, the poor guy has been through it. You know, if you haven't seen these movies um, for the first one, you know, he has recently lost his wife. And so he is really going through it. He's kind of on the edge. You know, the rest of his department thinks he's suicidal. So they pair him up with uh, Danny Glover. Um, they become, you know, this has become like the buddy cop, like golden standard, the, the, the pairing of these two characters because uh, they hate each other. But um <laughs> basically he's babysat by Danny Glover because they're he's kind of a loose cannon but just the way that their relationship evolves and grows and they grow to actually do like they care about each other by the end of this movie and I would say the ending movie the ending scene of this movie you know it's as funny or as goofy as it sounds the ending of this movie moves me more than anything I've seen in a Christmas movie it's so simple that he goes to you know their house they've been through this crazy case together kind of grew this begrudging respect of each other. Mel Gibson goes to Danny Glover's house and he, you know, brings back this bullet that was he gave to him uh, earlier in the movie. He gives it to uh, his daughter. He's, give this to your dad. I don't need it anymore. And he's about to leave. You know, this whole time he's been this kind of lone wolf character. He spends Christmas by himself with his dog in his trailer. Um, and Danny Glover comes out and he's like, are you going to make me meet, eat my wife's terrible Christmas ham by, by myself? And he invites him in. It's so simple, but in perfect Shane Black style. It's just like so kind of like cynical, but moving at the same time. I don't know if that those cancel each other out or not. Um, But I think it's just, yeah, it's a great snapshot of like the way we can get really cynical this time of year, but there's still things worth like holding on to and you can make new connections uh, in this season and start new traditions. And I, I think that this movie is like the perfect example of that. I like it. Remember, what do you think? Good pick. good pick. I like it. No, I think I think what you said, and I think that's such a good point, is Shane Black is one of those screenwriters who's just, he has such a distinctive voice, and he's so good at that sarcastic, funny back and forth banter between characters. But then it's like, because he's so good at that, it also, it almost makes the emotional stuff hit even harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, it's, it's just such a shift from how you're used to hearing these guys talk. So then when the, when the meaningful stuff does come out at the end and I'm with you like this, it, I cry at the end. Another Yeah. So for those of you keeping score, so that's what, so I've, I've cried three. out of at three. <laughs> you didn't cry on a night, the night so before, right? No, no. <laughs> but but I think that's why I think he's just, this is, and it's like you said, this is just like the gold standard for like buddy cop movies, for like funny actions, like bantering back and forth. It's just, yeah, it's a classic for sure. 
So this is one series that I still haven't seen, and I hate myself Ugh. for it. I know, I know. Quick rundown. I just wasn't, you know, big into the whole buddy cop thing growing up, I guess. Or I don't know. I don't know if I, like, just had something against older movies. You know, I loved Rush Hour. I loved those movies. And mm. I know I would love this. But, like, as I've gotten older, I've mm-hmm. been wanting to see them. And I just haven't gotten to. I still, like, they're not on any streaming services. I just haven't had a chance. I will watch yeah. this movie. Um, but I've, I mean, I've heard it being talked about since I was a kid, you know, I'm too old for this shit. Like literally. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I heard of the movie. Um, yeah. No, Danny you probably Glover. know the names Riggs and Murta. Oh, you 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I know a lot. Yeah, about exactly. it. And so, yeah, I know how important this movie is. And as far as like the pop culture zeitgeist and everything, um, you know, I don't really ever, ever hear being talked about as a Christmas movie. You know, but I, yeah. I do know Shane Black is infamous for all that's, of this. All of this stuff is, in Christmas, is during Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Iron yeah. Man three. You know, mm-hmm. uh, well, kiss, 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 bang, kiss, bang, bang. bang. Exactly. Um, I, I need to see that one as well. Um, Great movie. Oh, that's a good. But one. you know, Lethal Weapon. So it's very intriguing that you say you know this being based around Christmas and it, it's showing you know how these older people are you know going through the t- the holiday you know it's a much different kind of vibe than seeing like families and kill- kids going through it so that mm-hmm. is a very good good one as far as for this draft um what's the most kind of christmas element of the movie would you say um it's really dark i would say the very opening scene is close um jingle bell rock is playing and we get kind of the inciting incident for the case they're on mm-hmm. uh essentially the person who dies i don't want to say anything about the story but the person who dies uh dies in this scene and it's a very kind of like dark opening to the cop to a comedy but jingle bell rock is just blaring during this scene and i I remember watching it i had seen shane black's other movies first and i was like shane black you son of a gun like you just work christmas in no matter what uh so i would say it's either that scene or to, to bookend either that or the ending um, because again, it, it's not one thing I do love about it. And, you know, I, I promise I'm not doing this to be a contrarian, but I love that it's not in your face about being a Christmas movie. It just kind of is. And like, I feel like he made this movie knowing that people would debate that fact. And he was fine with that. He's like, I'm sure Shane Black was just like, I'll, I'll watch it for Christmas. I don't care who else does. <laughs> um, so I just think that like it really it's very sneaky about the fact that it's a Christmas movie, right? Like you watch it as a you know just a straight action comedy, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. and then that that final scene really ties it together, and you get this great great scene of yeah, Murtaugh and Riggs now kind of spend Christmas together. That's their tradition now, and it's like this really really sweet heartwarming scene in in an otherwise really like irreverent kind of action comedy, you know. Yeah, I, I, I feel like Shane Black at home secretly has like an entire closet full of really ugly Christmas sweaters. And <laughs> just like, you know, he comes up with his ideas for his movies and it's like, okay, so we're going to have an ex-CIA assassin who's on the run and she has amnesia. And you know what would make this even better is if it's set at Christmas. <laughs> he just, and I, I just had to give the... Uh, that's uh, I'm talking about the movie uh, along the long kiss goodnight. Um, so good. I just had I just had to give it a quick shout out because actually the scene where they filmed the Christmas parade was actually in my hometown. Oh, nice! <laughs> I actually awesome. filmed that on my main street, and my little sister is actually an extra in the scene because her entire what? third grade class got to go. That's yeah. awesome. Because they needed a bunch of little kids, 
So shout out to my sister Tess and uh, her grade three class <laughs> for getting to be <laughs> wow. in that movie. Yeah, incredible. You know, I, I will have to watch this and maybe have to add it into my Christmas rotation after this, you know. Um, <laughs> I really, you know, like, I knew, of course, like, the whole Lethal Weapon, Shane Black ties to Christmas, but I never hear people just bring this up about Christmas movies. So, very interested to see how everyone at home is going to feel about this pick. But uh, Yeah, I, I know people are screaming at me about how Die Hard is better. I know. I make bold claims and I stick by them. I still love Die Hard. I just think Lethal Weapon's better. Sorry. It's good. It's You're you're encouraging a dialogue. That's what we do on, on podcasts, guys. Yes. It's yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, Lethal Weapon is paired with It's a Wonderful Life. What are we going to get uh, beside Home Alone, Amber? What's your second pick? My next pick, this is uh, nothing really um, outside the box for me for this one. This is a favorite of mine, um, written, directed, and produced by Our Lady of Interior Design, my queen of female directors who actually gives her female characters actual careers (laughs) and real jobs. I am talking, of course, about the wonderful and hilarious Nancy Myers. And uh, The Holiday, starring Cameron Diaz, Kate Winslet, Jude Law. (sighs) Pause to admire how good Jude Law looks in this movie. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And Jack Black. And you know what? Critics didn't really love this movie when it came out. I don't care. (laughs) The scenery looks fantastic. It's another one of those that just, like Home Alone, it just has that whole Christmas aesthetic in the little English village where Cameron Diaz is, is staying, it just, there's just like a soft, fresh blanket of snow on top of everything. The little cottage just looks beautiful. Jude Law looks beautiful in this movie, as we've said. The friendship between Kate Winslet's character and uh, Eli Wallach's character is beautiful. It's just, it's a great Christmas movie. I just, I love it. And aside from the fact that Jude Law cries at everything in this film, which I I relate to on a very deep and personal level, (laughs) um, I actually learned something that I thought was hilarious when I was doing my my Wikipedia-ing for this movie. Um, And I don't know if this is actually true, but I like to think it is. And it's on the internet, so, you know, it must be true. Of course. Um, But, you know, there's a scene in the movie where uh, Jack Black's character and Kate Winslet's character are at, I think it's a a blockbuster video, Mm. um, which for those of our young listeners is uh, back in the day. (laughs) Man, Folks used to have to go rent videos on VHS tapes. So... And they're going through the trying to decide what to watch. And Jack Black is being hilarious and charming. And just like, instead of talking about the movies, he's just like singing his way through all of the soundtracks while they're at the, (laughs) while they're walking by the movies. And he walks by uh, The Graduate and starts singing Mrs. Robinson. And then Dustin Hoffman turns around. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's like in the blockbuster. And so apparently, according to the internet, Dustin Hoffman had literally just gone to Blockbuster that night because it was like, I don't know, a Wednesday night and he wanted to watch a movie. And he saw that they had like all the film lights set up. And I guess he and Nancy Myers are friends. And so Nancy was like, yo, you want to be in my movie for like two minutes? <laughs> That's incredible. So it's actually like an uncredited cameo. Like he's not, if you look, like he's not in the, the credits or anything like that. He's just 
chilling in a blockbuster with Jack Black for like 30 <laughs> seconds. Wow. That's amazing. Okay, so I've never seen this movie, but I have to see it now just because of that <laughs> and the fact yeah. that Jack Black is in it. I don't mm-hmm. think I ever realized that Jack Black was in this movie, or I probably would have seen it a lot sooner. Uh, how do you feel about this pick, Kyle? Yeah, this is um, this is really this is one of those movies where like I resisted for so long. I was mm-hmm. like, it just doesn't look like it's my speed. Well, you know, it, and it, it, like I said, like it didn't get good reviews. Like it's you know. As, as so often happens with my queen Nancy Myers, her movies make all kinds of money and they're super popular, but critically, they're you know they don't people tend not to take them seriously or they right. think that they're a little too predictable. It's like it's a romantic comedy. <laughs> yeah, what, what do you to, expect? It's going to follow right. a certain shape and structure regardless. Like right, yeah, but no, I I it, I eventually watched it and I'm really glad I did. It is. It's a very just like charming movie um i agree i i the first time i watched it didn't know there were other cast members other than jude law i was like wait other people are in this movie um <laughs> but uh yeah it jack black is i would say this is one of his most under underrated performances yeah i agree um, it's actually one of my it's actually one of my favorite jack black performances i think this one and school of rock for me are my favorites i just i like when they when he can rely on his musicality a lot Yes. So in yeah. in this movie, he play, he plays uh, that's his job. He's a composer for um, TV and movies, and so and he's like, you know, he's a little bit awkward and he's a little bit starstruck around Kate Winslet because she's so gorgeous and charming, and so he he like defaults to like singing when he's nervous. Yeah. <laughs> which, which Relatable. Could, yeah, which could potentially be pretty annoying to watch for two hours on screen but it's actually just so charming i just i love it It jack black is amazing this podcast is a very pro jack black podcast as you know at home if you've listened um but damon i i would say that there's many reasons to watch it but that is probably chief among those reasons i think you would Mm -hmm. love jack black in this movie you know it's just Mm -hmm. like i don't hear about this movie brought up a lot you know so i i think you know when it came out i was like in high school i I, you know, I'm not opposed to rom-coms, but there's only so many. There's so many that was coming out at that time. I think it just kind of like got kind of pushed to the back, you know, and I I never really Mm -hmm. thought about it much since then um, until you really kind of mentioned it. But that that was a really good cast. I love Nancy Myers. Like, I mean, Parent Trap is a classic. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. What what Women Won't. That's always a really funny one. Um, I, I feel like. I, I would enjoy it. Um, what's the most, how Christmas is it? Is it just mainly kind of the backdrop or so is, it, is it very involved? It's set basically over the Christmas holidays, like those those two weeks, like leading up to Christmas and then between Christmas and New Year's. And so it's essentially Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz decide that they are not happy with their lives and they need a change for the holidays. So they swap houses for the holidays. So Kate Winslet comes to stay um, in Hollywood in Cameron Diaz's fancy pants um, mansion that she lives in in LA, which is also one of my favorite scenes in the movie when Kate Winslet just first gets to the house and is just trying to figure out how everything works because it's like a smart house. It's like a smart house and it's very high tech. 
And that's, and also shout out to Cameron Diaz and her job in the movie is to put together movie trailers. And the the movie opens with her cutting a trailer for like a Christmas action thriller starring Lindsay Lohan and James Franco, which I would absolutely 100% go watch. (laughs) Especially during that. (laughs) So so Kate Winslet comes to comes to LA and then she meets Jack Black and, and stuff and Cameron Diaz goes to stay uh, at Kate Winslet's lovely little English cottage uh, and meets Kate Winslet's brother who happens to be Jude Law. Oh. Yeah. Okay. It it's, sounds like a fun movie. I it it's is. right there it in is. the middle of like the two thousands when they had like I understand it being buried because like they had all of these Christmas rom-coms yeah. coming out. Yeah, like Vince Vaughn had the Four Christmases, uh, I think. Four Christmases, mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah. they had all those. And I would say this one is definitely a cut above. Like it, I would go to this one more than than those other ones. Okay. I, I love me some rom coms. I mean, in, in is Cameron Diaz like one of the queens of rom coms? I feel like she has to be. <laughs> she yeah. I, I agree. I her, so. Julia I, Roberts. I, I, yeah, the thing with Cameron Diaz, yeah, and the thing with Cameron Diaz that I love is that she brings so much like physicality to all of her roles, like she her really rom coms. That just it just makes it a little different from the typical rom com heroine. Like she just she just really like puts her body into it, which is like yeah. a weird <laughs> thing to say. But there's all kinds of great stuff. Like when she first gets to Kate Winslet's house, like of course she's dressed in like her LA high heels and has no idea how to navigate like through the snow <laughs> and it's right. just her willingness to just like flail around and fall on her ass is just fantastic cameron so diaz funny. is a great physical comedian like really underrated yes. mm-hmm. you know now that you mentioned yes. that like I, I love her like i watched uh charlie's angels a couple months back yes mm. her, da- and- her dance moves in charlie's <laughs> so angels funny like, in that, yeah. movie. that movie so funny. Now, i gotta say that movie is so misogynistic and like so 2000s-y it's insane but yeah. still fun still you know mm-hmm. like, she, so witty in that movie like I can't I, you know I gotta watch this you know it sounds like a really fun one really good cast Um, you know I gotta you know I don't know about that being your second pick with, with a lot of other really good possibilities <laughs> on the board still it, so, I, I know, I know. It, it means a lot to me what can I say the other thing too, in in addition to, to Jude Law's character meaning so much to me, is a big part of the movie is that he actually has two young daughters. And talk about a good cast. These kids are like, it's like if you genetically engineered like two adorable little British girls to be in a Christmas movie. This is like the perfect example of what yes. you can get. It's kind of like how we were talking about Macaulay Culkin and child actors and like there's so much room for things to go so very wrong with with uh, little kids in movies, but yeah. they are adorable. They they are. They are so cute in this movie. They're so cute. And they're well, little British accents and they're just yeah, yeah. So cute. <laughs> okay, Amber. So that's your second pick, the holiday, and before you gave us home alone. Uh what's going to be that third pick? Oh, this is exciting. All right, so before I uh, do my third pick, I'm just going to uh, climb up onto my soapbox here for a minute. Um, <laughs> just, I'm, I'm going somewhere, guys. Just come with me. It'll, it'll be fine. So, so I use forearm crutches. And so 
I hardly ever see anybody who looks like me on TV or in the movies. And it's like Christmas movies, forget it. I get, I have what, like Tiny Tim? <laughs> like, that's maybe it. Like one character in, in what, two centuries now? It's like, come on, guys, like be better. Like we can do better, you know? So all that to say, as much as I can, I try to seek out stories that reflect other folks' experiences when I can. I just feel like, you know, it's it's important to sort of, art is such a great way to learn about, put ourselves in other people's shoes and learn about other folks' experiences and what their lives might be like. And plus, you know, the more often we look for those kinds of stories and, and seek out those kinds of stories, the more often they'll get made, right? Which is mm -hmm. a good thing. Right. So that's always something that I try to do. Um, that said, this movie would have been on my list regardless because uh, shocking breaking news for everybody, this movie also makes me cry. Another one. <laughs> so, we're just continuing right along. Uh, so the movie that I'm uh, picking for my next pick is uh, The Preacher's Wife, starring Denzel Washington and Whitney Houston and Courtney yes. Evan. I love this movie, you guys. This is such a good movie. It's actually a remake of an old one from the 1940s starring Cary Grant. And it's like, okay, well, Cary Grant's not around anymore. So who can we get who's as charismatic and charming as Cary Grant? Well, Denzel Washington. Obviously. <laughs> and he literally just lights up the screen in every scene that he's in in this movie. So Denzel plays an angel named Dudley, which I just love because he's like so suave and so charming and so delightful through this whole movie. And he's like, hi, I'm Dudley. And he's just like... <laughs> Of course you are. <laughs> sure. So Dudley is sent from heaven to help uh, Courtney B. Vance, uh, who is the pastor at a local church, uh, and his wife, Whitney Houston, uh, who sings in the choir at the church, of course. Of course. Uh, and so he is sent um, to help them because Courtney is sort of... Uh, losing his way and losing his faith a little bit and you know his marriage is under a lot of pressure and he's also under pressure to um, sell his church to some evil land developers who want to use the real estate to build condos instead uh, so Denzel is sent to help Courtney rediscover the meaning of family and Christmas and to bring the family back together, they have a, a young son as well, who's completely adorable in the movie. And so Denzel and Whitney have fantastic chemistry together. They're just, sometimes I find she can be a little bit, like a little bit too actressy in her movie roles. It's like she's, she's trying a little bit too hard to be like, yes, I am a singer, but I also, act, watch me <laughs> acting in the scene, right? Like she just, 
but in this one, she's just, and I'm sure that it's just, you know, Denzel is just oozing charisma all over her. And so some of it is just bound to rub off, but she's very relaxed and, and joking in this movie. And just, she's very warm and, and open. And of course, there's a bunch of scenes where she's singing Christmas carols with her choir, which doesn't hurt either. Cause that's just the music in this movie. It's just fantastic. Yep. So that is my next pick. All right, Kyle, what do you think? Yeah, this um, it's been a really long time since I've seen this. I actually had to look it up. I did not, or maybe I just never knew this. I completely forgot that Penny Marshall directed this. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about incredible directors, right? Like that's that's awesome. Uh, I I need to give this one a rewatch because as you were talking about it, it was like I was hearing about it for the first time. So I it's 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 been a long time, but talk about a pairing between Denzel and, and Whitney, especially so when this good. came out. Like that's, oh man. Um, yeah, this is like, this is like mid nineties and I'm starting to see, I'm looking through my list. I'm starting to see my sweet spot for, for all of my favorite Christmas movies are sort of like mid nineties to mid two thousands. So basically yeah. like whatever, like 15 year old Amber sort of really loves. <laughs> Yeah. favorites on my list here but yeah no this is just uh both of them like Denzel is just he's oh he's, he just looks so good and he's just so effortless and you know it's it's not a very dramatic role necessarily but that's not what he's there for in this movie he's meant to you know make people feel good and bring a family yes. together and he does and it's it's so sincere too like this movie yeah could easily have fallen apart it's it's you know it's a corny idea it was corny when Cary Grant did it but like it's so damn sincere and they you could tell all of them like believed in the story so it Mm -hmm. it just really wins you over like it you it's a very very charming movie you know it's another one I have not seen um you know it came out when I was five I don't think it was ever on my radar um I've always heard you know the preacher's wife like I honestly thought it was always an older movie I don't know if I was actually even aware of this newer version um but it sounds amazing Whitney Houston Denzel Washington as a suave charming guy I definitely I love Denzel and his more you know kind of grittier roles you know his like asshole uh, mm-hmm. guy who can take care of like any anything that comes his way but i yeah. love him in his charming roles like his smile is infectious yes like when you it smile really you, you want to smile like it really is he, he can act so well i want to see this movie because of that and penny marshall's amazing i mean a league of their own uh riding in cars with boys she produced bewitch the, the the remake which is so underrated by the way yeah. Um, Penny Marshall, I, I feel like, is really good at, at getting really humorous performances out of people who you wouldn't necessarily think of as comedic actors. Yes. I would put yes. Denzel in this, in this category, too. Like, there's a lot of really fun stuff where he's, like, you know, he's, he's brand new to Earth and he doesn't know how stuff works. And you would think it could potentially be, like really just awkward and overplayed and not funny at all but he's just he's genuinely just like yeah this is a light switch this is how it works <laughs> it's like, yeah, I can't question the the Christmas vibe of this I mean it's set around Christmas oh, yeah. it has a lot to do with church you know so I mean and my, I grew up around a very heavy church kind of 
life and Christmas and church were heavily intertwined. So, I mean, I can feel this a lot. I mean, so many choir pieces, apparently. Mm -hmm. uh, Hans Zimmer did the music, which I'm always down for. He also did the yeah. music to uh, The Holiday as well, apparently. Oh, there you go. A little bit of a, a through line with my movies, for sure. Yeah, I, I definitely have a type. <laughs> um, but, I mean, any movie that can be corny but still pull it off and be genuine, which sounds like this kind of movie does, mm -hmm. um, and has, a, you know, with those acting, I, I can't pass this up. I, I don't know why I never really heard about it. Um, I think I really ever, whenever it was brought up, I just thought about it was an older movie, you know, the Cary Grant version. Um, so is there a reason you think this movie maybe isn't brought up as much? Um, I don't know. I guess it's just one of those remakes that got buried you know this there's tons of remakes now but like this wasn't in the 90s i don't think there was a huge overflow of remakes happening and so this one just kind of got buried i think i don't yeah. know no i think that's fair and i think too like when you think about it like not a lot actually happens in this movie really yeah. it's like <laughs> you know sunbow and whitney hang out a lot and they chat a lot which is it's lovely to see and it's really nice to just like be in their world for a couple of hours but aside from getting to see Whitney go full-on gospel with a huge choir backing her up there's no big flashy selling point really yeah. so so is it mainly the vibes that really just that make it that that good of a movie you know would you say I think so yeah yeah, it's just pleasant. Like, it just makes you happy. Also, a Lionel Richie role, which is awesome. I love mm -hmm. seeing him in a movie. Um, Gregory yeah, Hines is in this, too. He's wow, always okay. great, it's always great to see him. Yeah. Um, and then my, my fun internet fact for this one is that there's a, a member of the choir who um, Whitney butts heads with all the time and they argue about stuff and it's actually Whitney Houston's mom <laughs> which nice. I love I love that I love little cameos yeah, like that yeah oh. so it's just yeah lots of uh, lots of nice fun little touches like that that I really enjoy all right well you've given me two movies to watch uh before Christmas time so that's yes, why we were you, doing this so early <laughs> so we you have, have homework now movies. for the rest yes. of December I love right. homework. Yeah. That is an actual <laughs> um, All right, then. Well, that's Amber's third pick. Uh, and that leads us to Kyle's third. Uh, you gave us a wonderful life and lethal weapon. What's what's coming after that? Okay. Um, so kind of jumping along Amber's theme of, you know, that late 90s, early 2000s kind of. Well, this is towards late 2000s, but it has the vibe of those kind of movies. Um, I also think this movie is is criminally overlooked. Um I know people have seen it. I don't think nearly enough people talk about it. It's a goofy movie. I get that. It's, sorry, not actually a goofy movie. That's a great movie. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, it's a silly movie, but it's. I think it's incredibly funny and legitimately like heartwarming. I'm gonna go with uh, Fred Claus. Um, yes. Mm, good pick. Just something about this movie. It was like one that we had on. Uh, I think we had it on DVD like as soon as it came out for some reason. I don't know why. My parents just really liked it. And then I just always would turn it on, even if it wasn't Christmas time, because it's like kind of like a comfort watch for me. Um, but I, if you're listening, you haven't seen this movie. Um, Vince Vaughn plays Fred Claus. He is the older brother of, of Santa, of Nick Claus. 
um, played by Paul Giamatti. Um, and essentially he uh, goes to the North Pole to help Santa work because he he's, you know, he's in debt and he needs money. Um, and you also get some great uh, supporting roles. Kathy Bates plays their mother. Um, Kevin Spacey, not a fan of his anymore, but he plays a great kind of menacing side role of this guy who's like evaluating the North Pole. Um, it's it's a really funny movie, like genuinely really funny. There are some great laugh out loud scenes in this, but there's a really, really, really great through line also that like really hits hits me like every time I see this movie about how these brothers just don't get along and they genuinely like resent each other. And they really play that up. Like it, it could very easily have been this Christmas family movie that kind of breezed past that. But there are some really rough scenes in this where you kind of get that Vince Vaughn like actually hates his brother sometimes. And they really have to work through that. Uh, there is also, it, it's funny, but it's like an incredible scene towards the end of the movie where Vince Vaughn goes to this, <laughs> it's like an AA meeting or a support group meeting for siblings of famous people bring this scene up i was going to this is one of my favorites in the whole yeah. there, there's an incredible like kind of scene with him and stephen baldwin it's hilarious um yeah so it's 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 one of those really really like if you read it on paper it's such a dumb idea for a movie but it's so funny and like I said, the heart actually is there. Like it really hits you at the end. There is a really beautiful, I'm a sucker for like great musical moments mm -hmm. in movies. And um, Sinead O'Connor's uh, Silent Night plays towards the end of the movie after they've you know delivered all the presents and they're all celebrating. And it's just, it's silent. Like there's no sound to them talking. It's just Silent Night playing. And it's just her voice. And of course, Sinead O'Connor has an incredible mm -hmm. voice. So it's, it's a really beautiful scene of, you know, Vince Vaughn and, and Paul Giamatti patching things up. And there's also a great kind of theme of like Vince Vaughn doesn't believe in the naughty list. He's just like, you know, no kid deserves to be put in that list just because of one thing they did. So th I love that little aspect to it. It's surprisingly like complex at times, you know, for a Vince Vaughn comedy, it's got some great kind of themes that it considers. But yeah, it's one that I watch every year. I think if you haven't seen it, it's worth checking out because if anything, it is truly, it's very, it's very funny. Very funny. I, I, I will say, so Dan Fogelman wrote this one and he is, like you were saying about how it's, you wouldn't necessarily expect, but it has some deep themes with like families and the relationships that you have with your families. Dan Fogelman is like the king of this kind of thing. So movies, yes. like he, he wrote Crazy Stupid Love, which is, a favorite of mine and again sort of really digs into like those layers and how you relate to your parents and your siblings and all of that stuff and then of course this is us on tv which is like it's a little bit of a almost like a little bit of a cliche now because it's been on a couple of seasons and it's like very emotional and very twisted <laughs> lots of lots of twists and turns and lots of uh tear-jerking moments in that one but He's just really, really good at, at writing about families, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Very like much. Dan Fogelman, like, I mean, have y'all seen Gallivant, by the way? Mm-hmm. So yes. hilarious. Yeah. Like, he's just really good at blending, like, that that real kind of authentic, like, human drama. Like, yep. humans, like, the, the tension and the relationship between them. 
as well as making the finding the comedy in between it. I, I think like exactly. Craig Kloss is really good at that, you know, because, you know, you, you get, it's definitely a comedy, but it really hits the emotional tones really well. Um, it's been so long since I've seen this movie. I couldn't find it on any of the services to watch again, but I mean, I love Vince Vaughn in that era. Like, you know, I mean, like from old school to, to kind of this, and I think maybe a couple years after, you know, was his sweet spot where he, you know, he was just coming. Yeah, he was on a, a nice run in the in the early 2000s for I, sure. I mean, Dodgeball is one of my favorite movies ever. Um, <laughs> yeah, but like Vince Vaughn just does mm-hmm. what he does well, as and he kind of plays Vince Vaughn. You know, he just kind of yep. plays this every yep. man. He's super average. Yes, he's just trying to get. In the, you know, um, because I mean, I think like he, the fact normal guy and um <laughs> the brother of, of santa claus like good old saint nick right and to have that kind of tension and to how see how he reacts to it and deals with it i don't works at all it's fun yes yeah i i yeah. agree i think i think and the pairing of the two of them like like vince vaughn and, and paul giamatti oh, paul together giamatti. is just yeah with with two other actors i don't think it would have worked I don't know who thought of the idea yeah. as Paul, of Paul Giamatti as, as Santa Claus, but it works. It works. It's somehow perfect. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I guess he has like that, you know, he, he could have those twinkly blue eyes, I, I, I guess, if you, you but know, kind of like squint and look at him in a certain way. But yeah, exactly. Right. Oh. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I can't remember too much about this movie, and it makes me mad because, like, he's like, I really wanted to rewatch this one. Um, I'm, a, I'm gonna find it if, if, somehow. But uh, what do you find your your favorite part or kind of favorite like feeling that you get from this movie, Kyle? Um, I think it really is just like, so to not to get too like too real with it or whatever, but I do I do have a very fraught relationship with my brother. Um. It's gotten better over the past couple of years, but growing up and watching this movie as that was happening was really impactful for me. Um, and yeah, just I would say that scene at the end where Silent Night is playing and they kind of just they're all just celebrating. It's again like these Christmas movies, man, like I feel like a Scrooge every year until I watch these movies. And I'm like, yeah, like I do get like I do get emotional. Yeah, that's when, it. Then, when you, the then you cry and then you feel like me. I, yeah, that's the way it goes. <laughs> yes. yes, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, it's just their relationship is just the absolute heart and soul of this movie. Um, along with I didn't even mention like uh, oh, I forget the actress name. The guy who plays Willie, the, uh, the elf that helps Fred Claus out. Um, oh, uh, he's also yeah. great. Who is that? He plays like he plays quote unquote that guy in every. I was movie. gonna like, he's say he's top, super. Top yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like as soon as you see his face, you're like, oh, I know him. He's um in the Pitch Perfect movies. He does the yes. What's the oh, oh, yeah, John Michael Higgins. Yes, John Michael Higgins. Yes, he's he's hilarious. Yeah, that guy's great. Who he's so funny. stars with Elizabeth Banks in those movies? Who's also in this? They have there like a romantic there dynamic, which is so sweet uh yeah i just i think this movie is just really just kind of captures that like odd weird family dynamic in a christmas setting you know and it and it if you're just one who just loves christmas things like aesthetically it mm-hmm. definitely is is great for that because the way they do the north pole is really fun um i, I almost forgot ludicrous 
ranks among he ranks with Mr. Green from the night before as my favorite Christmas movie candidate. <laughs> he's so damn he's funny. So funny. Little anger issues elf. Um, but I yeah, it's just it's such a fun movie. I I don't care how dumb it is because it's so stupid, but I I just I love it. I love yeah, that. I love no, that I, pick, I man. It's it's fun. It's like speaking of like Christmas aesthetic, like it's super bright and colorful, like the way you were saying, how they do the North Pole and how everything looks. Like it's just it's just fun. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's a good one. That's yeah. a solid pick. Great number three pick. Thank you, thank um, you. So that leads us to to my third pick. Uh, I have Klaus and the night before on my board. Um, so I'm going to actually go with the pretty well-known one here. Um, and for a while, actually, I wasn't thinking about getting it because honestly, I thought it might would have been picked by now. Um, but now that it hasn't, I decided I'm going to go for it. I'm going for Elf. Oh, yes, wow. John that Favreau, was on my class. list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I mean, Buddy the Elf. Um, I even picked him in our little mini draft on Instagram as one of mm-hmm. my favorite uh, Christmas movie characters. Yeah. Because, I mean, really, essentially, this movie is Buddy the Elf, the movie. It's it's all about him, and it lives and dies by Will Ferrell's performance. Mm-hmm. And Will Ferrell mm-hmm. just plays innocent, naive man-childs so well. So well. Like, so, so amazingly well. perfect and so like the idea of having him being this this arrested development elf like he grew up as an elf at north pole and he's just this innocent happy elf who's a who actually is a human you know and as he gets older he, he can't really do what the elves are doing you know he's just kind of resigned to to toy work to, toy duty and so as soon as he finds out that he uh, is actually a human and actually has parents he goes to find them and so we get him to find his dad, Walter, who is played by freaking James Kane. Is that is that how you yeah. say it? James Kahn. James Kahn, yeah. 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 James Kahn who is so literally good. like known for playing gangsters and badass assholes. Badass gangsters, like, yeah. Badass people. Like, the fact that they casted him as his dad is just hilarious it's because perfect. he's like this, it's perfect. he's this grouchy, grumpy guy who's just trying to make money and have a successful business and has this this adult child saying it's his son. Mm-hmm. And he's just dressed as an elf. It's just so absurd. It works so well because I feel like the tension between the two is is really it works really well. You know, like mm-hmm. he, the fact that he's trying to be like, hey, meet his dad, and the dad has wants to have nothing to do with him, really sets the backdrop for this kind of Christmas movie theme. You know, learning the error of your ways, learning that you're you know you're being too hard. You know, it's never too late to reconnect. And I love those little themes. Um, but more than anything, I just love how fun and happy this movie is. I mean, Buddy in the in the Christmas uh, in the Christmas store, you know, making it look <laughs> so crazy, awesome, and decorating it so fun um, with his with his manager Wanda. Uh, uh-huh. That guy's amazing. Yeah. Um, apparently, that was supposed to be Wanda Sykes. Uh, oh wow! Oh, little, she would have yeah, been actually, great. Um, that would have been great. There's a new series uh, called Holiday Movies that we that made us. You know, yeah. it's a little documented uh-huh. docu series, and so they go behind the movie to talk about how it got made and everything. I highly recommend it, guys, because yeah, like that that told me that apparently Wanda was supposed to be in the movie, and that's why his tag says Wanda. That's, like, that's, get her. that's, that's so, so great! Funny. I didn't know that. That's yes. so funny. And apparently, James Caan was not a fan of Will Ferrell's uh, improv, and really? so. 
He was well, pretty grumpy on the set. He's a serious actor. I'm, you can't see. I'm doing air quotes right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, can, he wanted like, totally he wanted like one or two he... takes. Yeah. And Will wanted to do like yeah. 30. You know, he wanted yeah, to see well, what they could come up and with. And that's Favreau's style too, right? Because he's big on the improv too. And he's just like, yeah. well, just keep the camera rolling and see what happens. And yeah. Oh, gosh. But I, really yeah. that, that tension, that like actual authentic tension really helped the movie, I feel like. Oh, for yeah. sure. It really yeah. carries over. So I, I love that. Well, how do y'all feel about Elf getting picked up? Oh gosh, I I love this movie so much. I'm I'm so glad that somebody picked it. It's definitely one of my favorites. Might be maybe the most the most quotable movie that we've yep. we've it's got like on the board so, so far. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, I, am, I am like a grown ass professional woman, and I've been in the field of corporate communication for over ten years, and still every December I answer the phone with Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Oh, that's great. It's just, it's so endlessly quotable. Like, my sister and I, again, all through the month of December, every time one of us is leaving somewhere, it's, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Find your dad. It's endlessly, endlessly quotable. And yeah. I just, the casting is so good. Like, we've already talked about James Conn, but Mary, uh, I can never say her last name right. Mrs. Ted Danson, Mary Steenbergen. Oh, Mary Steenbergen, I guess, yeah. Yeah. She's just fabulous as as Buddy's mom. Like, she's just so kind and warm and lovely. And Zoe Deschanel is, like, as the, the love interest slash future Mrs. Elf, I guess, is also, <laughs> like, so charming and she has such a lovely singing voice, which we get to hear in this movie too, which is yeah. very sweet. So, so good. Yeah. Um, the, I have uh, to say, go ahead, Kyle. Oh, sorry. I was just, yeah, I was just going to say like, Damon, with you rewatching New Girl, like I, that's a great call out because yeah. she just plays so against type in this. Like she is the, <laughs> the opposite of Jess Day in this movie. And it works. I mean, she's so great. She's a great, like, kind of opposite she's of great, Buddy. And the way they come together is so cute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this is where her... I fell in love with Zoe Deschanel. Like, her voice is... And yeah, really, she's such a, like, a, a very monotone, very chill, soft person in this movie. Yeah. Like, and it's so not what she's she usually does. Not what and it works really well enough. against Buddy, though. You know, like, Buddy's yeah. super high. Yeah. Buddy is just a... Exactly. You need those different energies to play off each other. Otherwise, it's just two hours of Will Ferrell operating at like peak Will Ferrell, which is great, but also like exhausting after a while. Yeah. <laughs> you need you need her to sort of anchor him a little bit and help him have sort of those more human moments, so to speak. So right. they're really, really um, good together. Right. I have to mention when he makes this crazy, awesome, terrible, disgusting bowl of Spaghetti? <laughs> a spaghetti. Is disgusting. Wait, what are the what are the what are the four food groups that else like eat? There's candy candy cane, candy corn, syrup, and uh, something else. Just candy, maybe? Is candy, the fourth one? Yeah, I don't I know. Think it's just candy. Oh, it's candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. There you go. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's, um, a great one. That, that's great. Also, um, shout out to Will Ferrell's legs in this movie. Like, not a lot of guys would just wear a pack would wear a pair of like hot yellow tights. <laughs> you just he looks fantastic. Like his really definition in his calves. Like, yeah, he looks really good. Well, can y'all believe that this was his first like leading role? It's wild like, to me. That's wild. Yeah, was this no, I, your I, old I can't believe first? it. Yeah, old school. So, so watching that docu series, this old school came out like literally like three months before this movie, or like a month wow. before this movie. Like they were filming this movie like right after old school, and so like while they were filming it, or like wow. after it was filmed, old school came out, and like they were kind of worried because like old school changed the game for Will Ferrell. Like he was like so funny and um, debaucherous in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, he, they were like, "Oh my god!" And he's going to be an elf. He's going to yeah, be like this it's really like fun, not loving, exactly kid friendly. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it works so well because that's who perfect. Will Ferrell it's is. Perfect. You know, it's like, perfect. He's so great. Oh, I love this movie. So, yep, Elf is my third pick. Um, solid, solid pick. I, I nice really job. thought it was going to get picked a little earlier, so, so I did really I. wasn't thinking so about it. It was he, Elf was it. Elf was my backup. I figured if someone else was going to take Home Alone, I was like, well, maybe I'll get Elf, and then yeah. But now really I'm one. in a conundrum, guys. I don't know what to do. I have two oh. movies, Uh-oh. and uh, yep, one's just one that I I always enjoy it's super funny and goofy um and i always have a fun time watching it um and the other one is just it's christmas incarnate it like it it reminds me of christmas it 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 is christmas for me i don't know which way to go and i'm talking about it isn't helping at all um i like i know one pick is not going to be liked as well by the uh by the people at home or by anyone voting well, uh, you know, so but, but if, if if talking about Christmas movies has taught us anything, guys, I think it's that, you know, we need to be true to ourselves and that yes. our friends and family will love us no matter what. So I say don't yeah, worry about the listeners at home and pick the movie that speaks to your heart. <laughs> Whatever right. encourages more chaos, just go with that one. <laughs> All right, we're going with the chaos pick. And this movie is full of chaos. Okay, this movie's full of of a dad trying to do right by his son. I he's know trying, to get, his, I, trying yeah. to get him a toy. Yeah. He just keeps yelling. Oh. He's just got a jingle all I know the way. I just saw yes. this movie for the first time literally like two weeks ago. So your what? timing is fantastic. Yes. Yeah, yes. because this is one of Thad's favorite Christmas movies and I had never oh, seen it. So yes. we watched Good. it a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Yes, uh, that'll be happy then. Yes, um, I mean, okay. I have to say, if anyone knows me, I I love '90s movies. Like, un like unironically, I love them. Like that, those are the movies I grew up watching as a kid. And some don't hold up, some do, but I will still love them all because of the like they have this this, this like this '90s quality about them. Like it, you can't really say what it is. It's just it's '90s. It, feels like a 90s movie it has that 90s vibe and kind yeah. of dialogue yeah, and something about vibes. like and the colors too and like the colors the pace, yes. like the way that they're yeah yeah i know what you mean and also the 90s were really big about showing terrible parents <laughs> <laughs> like it parents was leave their kids when thing. they go to paris you know <laughs> and this one is really big about that like the whole thing is howard langston played by arnold schwarzenegger 
you know, love that guy. Like literally his movies are amazing. Um, and you know, he's this t- bad dad who's always working, doesn't have time to go to his kids games or be around and all his kid really wants played by Christopher. I mean, uh, Chris Lloyd, right. Yeah. I think that's his name. Yep. I think so. But you know, who played little young Anakin in Phantom Menace. Mm-hmm. So this was him before his life was kind of oh, turned Jake, upside down. Jake Lloyd. Jake Lloyd. A simpler time. Yeah. No kidding. But uh, all he wants is this Turbo Man action figure. You know, it's like this really awesome TV show, and it's like this big uh, red guy with a like a, a lightning bolt on his suit, and it's just this really cool action figure. It's the most popular one out, and uh, he's like, of course I already have it, and of course he doesn't have it. And it's Christmas Eve, so the whole movie is him trying to get this doll, this action figure. And it's like trying to get like a Power Ranger figure crossed with a Cabbage Patch Kid, <laughs> crossed with the Tickle Me Elmo. Like, this is like the doll, like the Christmas present. So how the hell is he going to find this on Christmas Eve? Uh, he goes to a couple, like, he goes to this one mall that actually has it, like, has a couple. And you get to see, like, the Black Friday Mad Dash, people just knocking people over going crazy going those people are just like this was in 93 94 i think so like or 96 so like this was before black friday really became like like super crazy like that so almost prophetic you know (laughs) but uh that happens he uh gets down on his luck he he meets myron played by the wonderful Sinbad. Oh my God. Who essentially is the antagonist of this movie. And he's hilarious. He's trying to get the doll for his kid too. And so they clash the whole way trying to get this doll before the other one does. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my absolute favorite scenes is that uh, he gets so desperate. He uh, tries to get this doll from like this counterfeit people, like, you know, these real shady people. So he goes to this warehouse <laughs> the, full the of Santa Claus. <laughs> well, Santa Claus is everywhere. And they're all making these toys. And uh, he, of course, the moment he gets there, it, this, the cops decide to do a raid, and so he gets in trouble with that. He he has to escape. Um, it's just scene after scene of him messing up and trying to get the doll in a different way and it not going well. Uh, his car gets messed up and gets towed. Um, there's a call on the radio for a Turbo Man action figure, and him and Myron pretty much race and beat the hell out of each other while getting there. And of course, it's only like a coupon. It's not even like a an actual action figure. So that was hilarious. Right. Um, and it all culminates in uh, him going home and uh, seeing that his neighbor, Ted, who is, you know, at the beginning of the movie, you see that he's trying to he's kind of trying to hit on his wife, you know, little, little he's bit. kind of this yeah. sleazy neighbor, you know, <laughs> and uh, he's putting a star on their Christmas tree. Like, who does that? Like, that, that's kind of a really dickish move, even if the dad is kind of a dick also still. Um, and so Mad Howard tries to steal the Turbo Man action figure that Ted got for his kid, and it doesn't go well. His uh, son and wife are really mad at him, so they go to the parade without him. They go with Ted, and so you know he's kind of down and out, and uh, he decides to go to the parade. He, he decides to just kind of get this fixed, and uh, while at the parade, a cop sees him, <laughs> one of the cops that was trying to arrest him earlier. So he's running around hiding in the parade. The people running the parade mistake him for the the body double, the stunt guy, as Turbo Man. So, of course, he's dressed up as Turbo Man now. And for some reason, Myron is dressed up as the Dementor, the the, the evil antagonist of the uh, Turbo Man series. And so we get this super absurd fight between the two for the Turbo Man action figure. 
that for some reason the parade has, like he's just able to have it. And there's a jet pack involved. And it's, eventually he saves the kid. He saves his son. And he's kind of the hero, even though he's been really shitty the whole time. I really want to know like what happens like a year later, like are they divorced? Is he still a terrible person? Like, is this just kind of a one-off thing? I don't know. But <laughs> well, yeah, cause, as far as the whole the whole thing is when the movie ends, the his wife is like, "Oh my goodness, if she's gone all the, gone to all this trouble to get our son the present he always wanted." Like, I can't imagine. I can't wait to see what you got me for Christmas. And, so, oh, yeah. and Arnold oh, and Arnold is just like panicking because he clearly didn't get. Rita Wilson, anything for Christmas. So it shows you so exactly like, how terrible of a person but, he like, is. And yet, to your point, like, what happens next year? Like, are they still together by next Christmas? <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, this is one of the movies where you're like, yeah, it's a happy ending because they ended it at the exact yeah, right time. Yeah, they turned the camera off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stuff is not going well after this, okay? Exactly. Um, yeah. But I, I just love this movie. It's so silly, so absurd. It's Christmas filled with Santa Clauses and music and and everything. Uh, so, what do you what do you think about the pick, guys? Oh, yeah. good, good pick. Just like ninety solid minutes of like Christmas themed chaos for sure. Um, and we should say too, the the dickish neighbor is played by Phil Hartman and. Nobody mm. plays a dick like Phil Hartman. <laughs> like, true. That's true. Everything about him, like just his, his voice, like oh, when he's in their kitchen and he's he's wearing the apron and he answers he answers Arnold's phone because he's like baking Christmas cookies at their house. <laughs> like he's just he's he's the guy. He's the the kind of neighbor who is like you know he's bought all his presents like two months in advance and he has a live reindeer that's going to be part of his Christmas display. He's recently divorced so he's just trying to exactly just trying to like hook up with whoever he can and it's just you you just hate him but he's just so watchable at the same time. Yeah. So so funny. Yeah he he's great. I mean you mentioned Sinbad like fun fact here almost went the role almost went to joe pesci but they they said that he was this is wild they said he was too short to play alongside arnold schwarzenegger despite the fact that this came out after that danny devito movie i uh, was gonna say twins or whatever it was yeah 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 i mean it's it's wild I, i i I feel like this is like egregious to say, but I'm almost glad it didn't go to Joe Pesci as much as I love him because Sinbad is yeah. so funny in this movie. Oh my god, he's hilarious. Um, he hilarious. Yeah, I just Sinbad's he, he, amazing. He's perfect. He's so good in this movie. Most of his stuff was improved, and I think that kind of encouraged Arnold to start improving as well. This is one of those comedic Arnold performances that's actually really funny and not just really cringy. I mean, he wait, what do you mean they all are funny? <laughs> maybe unintentionally i don't know I... <laughs> um don't yeah, you hate on, on kindergarten cop okay. oh i don't know man that's a, that's a pod for another day put that cookie down uh he <laughs> he's so good in this movie though he's yeah he's great um you even get a great little uh cameo from jim belushi as one of the the mall oh, santas yes i mean talk about an snl reunion like this is yeah it's it's great it's it's just a 
it's a stupid movie, but it could not be more 90s. And I love that. I'm glad one of us went for it. I knew I wasn't going to touch it, but yeah, Damon and I same, appreciate same. chaos. I'm, I'm, gl- I'm glad yeah. it's on the board. Yeah, no, It was either was this a good pick. or Christmas Story, which would have been a very different pick in discussion. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, but, um, also good. Yeah. That holds a very special place in my heart. But Jingle All the Way is just such a fun rewatch. And I, I just always tend to want to watch it more. So, yeah. And, and you know, I just feel like it's. Uh, as far as Christmas goes, you you can go with like the more nostalgic and kind of emotional feeling, or you can just go with super laughs and just a good time, you know. And yes. I would rather feel like having a good time during Christmas. And Jingle All the Way is the definition of a good time. Yeah. Our, our three lists, we have a good balance of those, like the ones I that you watch so. with your family and then the ones that you watch with your friends. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. That's what, I, and that's exactly what I said to to Sad when we were watching it because he was. I had never seen it, and he was like, "So he asked what I thought," and I said, "This is definitely a movie that I feel like is better when you watch it with people. It's definitely yes. more yes. more fun when you're sitting with a group of friends and you can all just sort of crack up together at all of the the madness that unfolds." Yes, a hundred percent. There are definitely movies that are better watching with people. And yeah. uh, that should definitely be a pod one day, you know, best movies to watch alone and best movies mm-hmm. to watch with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great mm-hmm. call. Well, yes, I'd, lo- list. Well, yes, I'd love to come back and, and be on that pod with you guys. Thanks for asking. Yes, <laughs> <Thanks> <laughs> claim. <laughs> That's what happens, folks. All of our guests just invite themselves back. That's how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it just happens but we're okay with it um they're great they're great guests um but just to recap my list before we move on to kyle's final pick i went with klaus the animated feature the night before elf and jingle all the way so i went with pr- pretty he- heavily comedy lineup i wasn't yeah. expecting that mm-hmm. but uh that's how it happens i i love to laugh and honestly laughter is, is just i pair it with with warmth more than anything and warmth is like christmas yeah. and yeah. I, I just love i love that that feeling of of happiness so that's my list mm-hmm. kyle hit us with your last pick okay oh this is a tough spot to be in i'm in the exact same spot damon was in before he picked the right call um before he picked <laughs> jingle all the way uh i have two. Oh man i just okay i'm literally gonna flip a coin i, I just can't decide between these two, <laughs> Ooh, this so. is gonna be good Okay, Tails. So I'm going to go with Christmas Vacation. Um, nice. It was actually it was actually between this and A Christmas Story. So sorry, A Christmas Story. You just keep getting just <laughs> the short end of the straw, I guess. Um, but and I just, this movie, talk about laughter, right? Like this movie is arguably maybe like the funniest Christmas movie I've ever seen. Um, we talked about Elf being quotable, and I agree, that's the most quotable, but this one, I think when I quote it, I laugh harder. It just, like, this movie, I only didn't, I only saw it for the first time, maybe if, like, three, four years ago. Like, I, it, it was a big blind spot for me. I had never seen any of the vacation movies. Um, and, yeah, this just, it was a revelation for me. It was just, like, this movie is just endlessly funny. Chevy Chase is an absolute piece of shit, but he is so funny in this movie. He is, I think that no one, I think without him, this movie either is too, like, uh, cynical or it's just, it's not funny. And with him, it's still really cynical, but, like, he just, 
he does so much with his eyes in this movie. He just looks unhinged throughout the entire thing. And it's, it, it never fails to make me laugh. Um, you know, you've got uh, his monologue at the end where he just kind of just loses it after not getting the promotion. Uh, this is one kind of, you know, I talked about the themes in my other movies. I don't think there's much in this one other than just laughter. <laughs> um, there's just a lot to and, and laugh a lot at. Of this Christmas one. <laughs> yes, a lot of Christmas oh, lights. That's another thing. I mean, this this movie is the reason every time I'm asked what we want to do for Christmas lights, I'm just like, ah, you guys take care of it. I, I don't. I, I'm good. I'll watch. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, this this movie, I it you know, it came out kind of again. I love Community, still hate Chevy Chase. I love this movie, still hate mm-hmm. Chevy Chase. I think he's a terrible person, but he has just turned out some iconic uh, comedic stuff. And I think this is this and SNL are just right there at the top of the list. Um, he's so funny in this. Uh, I am, I feel dumb. I'm completely blanking on the uncle's name, but he might be my other favorite Randy part Quaid. of the movie. Yes, Randy Quaid. Um, shitter's full uh he's just he's he's the best so i had to finish off with this one i didn't expect it but i'm glad i'm glad i picked it (laughs) i I love this pick i mean this is a super popular christmas movie i mean when you have christmas in the name you know what's coming you know Mm -hmm. and this really brings it you got all the lights you got the family you got a lot of laughs um i have a very love hate relationship with chevy chase as well i mean i grew up watching his movies i have to say though this is not my favorite vacation movie. That belongs to Vegas oh, Vacation. Wow. I love oh, wow. Vegas Vacation. I I've don't know never, why. I've nice. never seen Vegas Vacation. Oh, I highly mm-hmm. recommend it. They go to Vegas, and uh, it's for the most part the same cast. I think they recast um, the kid, uh, I think, and he's played. Yes, but Yeah, uh, Ethan Embry plays Russell Rusty, and I love his, I love his Rusty. It's really fun. Uh, but them in Vegas, it's just laughs on laughs. You get Clark Griswold being Clark Griswold, you know, um, just not liking what's happening ever. Wayne Newton's in it as a nice cameo. Nice, nice. Um, so yeah. that's my favorite vacation movie. But in, in Christmas, I just never watched it enough. It's been a long time, but I always enjoy it. You know, I always remember laughing, having a good time. I definitely stay away from it mainly because I, you know, I try to not watch Chevy Chase if I can anymore. Because I know, I know, yep. it's hard. Yeah. yeah, you know, it is hard. And of course, I said it after watching Community for the first time this year. And <gasps> so I was like, "Oh, there's Chevy, there's Chevy." And like, yeah, it, I he still has such the hardest great thing. comedic timing. Yeah, that's the hardest thing for me. I, know. I think it's hilarious. What I do to justify it, I don't know if this is oh, right or not. Did we lose you, Kyle? While I'm watching it. What's oh, that? You oh. oh, oh, you're going in and out, Kyle. Hold on. One second, Kyle. We're going break. Hey guys, and we're back. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties. Gotta love technology. Um, but we were right in the middle of just talking about Kyle's last pick, Christmas Vacation. Um, what what what's your favorite thing about this movie? Um, yeah, like I was I was starting to say before you know the gremlins got to us. Um, I I just think that the way I justify it, you know, with Chevy Chase is I credit everything I laugh at in this movie not to him, but to John Hughes's writing. 
Um, this yes. is one that I yeah. think people forget that he wrote uh, because Home Alone is like his iconic Christmas movie, but exactly. he just, yeah, he, him, and then, you know, the kids, honestly, we're, we've been talking a lot about child performances, but Johnny Galecki, uh, I do agree, Damon, that um, Ethan Embry is an improvement in Vegas Vacation, but Johnny Galecki is great. Juliette Lewis, who I love, I love with all yeah. my heart, she's so good as Audrey. Um, so I just, I would say, I don't know, I just think that John Hughes, like, he made a name for himself with the the Brat Pack and with, you know, Ferris Bueller and stuff like that. But with this, it's kind of different, but you can still see the through lines of like his trademark writing. Um, and when it's done with, you know, these all these like cynical asshole adults, uh, I think it like really works. So I, I think this one is one that I where we were just talking about movies you watch with your family and with your friends. Like this is another one that when you watch with your friends is it makes it so much better. So it does. I mean, yeah. that's two John Hughes movies right there. He knows how to do Christmas. Well, and, and that's a great point about the writing too. Cause I think one of the things that makes all of his Brat Pack movies so great, like 16 Candles and Pretty in Pink and The Breakfast Club is that he lets these teenagers, there's just sort of this, underlying like snark <laughs> snark and cynicism and just uh, like this underlying sort of darkness that when you hear these teenagers express is very appealing and then when he's allowed to sort of go full throttle with it and let actual grown-ups <laughs> talk like that it's just it kind of takes it into a whole other gear yes uh oh that, that's such a great pick kyle um I mean, I really want to rewatch it because it's been way too long, and I feel like I would probably like it even more now. Um, I don't. I think I've seen that since I was a kid. Yeah, I'm. I'm the same. I haven't watched this one in ages, but it's probably time for a rewatch for me as well. <laughs> what, what What would you say is your favorite scene or moment of the movie? Um, I man, I've got to go with just. Once at the end of the movie, when he doesn't get the promotion, I think it's a promotion, but basically the thing he's been hoping for the entire movie. And then he just goes off on this rant and we talk about quoting movies like I say, hallelujah, hallelujah, holy shit, maybe every day. Um, completely out of context, but you just hallelujah, holy shit, where's the Tylenol? Like, it's the funniest shit ever. Uh, I think that perfectly, maybe this is the perfect year to watch it, man. Like, it's such a 2020 Christmas movie. It's just, it is, oh man, it's just, it's great. It captures like the stress that comes with Christmas so well, and it's just it's super funny. I will say it has maybe the most iconic, like, movie poster. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Good with call. him like just being shocked on uh, top the the uh his house you know yeah the with the lights everywhere yep yeah it's perfect Iconic. <laughs> all right that finishes kyle's list uh that means we have one more pick amber what would be uh, your fourth christmas movie i am in the same boat as you guys i had a couple of favorites that i wanted to talk about so i'm gonna have to decide between the two I wanted to have one sort of, this is the my version of the It's a Wonderful Life, like just one really classic, classic, iconic Christmas movie. Um, so I think I'm just going to have to go with White Christmas. Mm, of course. Thank God. <laughs> somebody, somebody had to pick it, right? It might as well be me. <laughs> yeah. so I just, 
I mean, the, the choreography for the musical numbers are just gorgeous and the songs are completely iconic and the plot itself is adorable with like the matchmaking aspect of it and the show business part of it and the, you know, a whole community pitches in to help someone in need part of it. Like everything is just so, so sweet, but not in a overly sugary, saccharine kind of way. Like people always say, you know, oh, they just don't make movies like that anymore. But I feel like in this case, that's actually true. <laughs> like people literally, <laughs> people literally don't make movies about two best friends who are in show business who happen to fall in love with two sisters who are also in show business and then everybody takes a road trip to Vermont <laughs> like, it just, it I mean I don't realistic movies anymore I guess exactly exactly and it's just oh, I, I, it, this movie always puts me in in the, the Christmas mood if I've if I've had a had a tough day and I just need something that's warm and cozy and classically christmas this is the one that i go for oh yes i mean classic what do you think kyle yeah i mean this is man between i mean obviously michael curtis had casablanca he had the adventures of robin hood and this like what an iconic director between those three but uh this is again maybe a weird take i love casablanca this might be my favorite of his uh this is such a good movie damon was talking about how like those old ones when they're musicals, it just elevates it, I think. And mm -hmm. the music in this is so damn catchy. Um, yeah, I, I love a movie with a really small cast too. I mean, it, it kind of feels like a stage play at times yeah. with just the four of them. And I love that. That's such a fun aspect to it. Um, I agree. They don't really <laughs> sound like an old man, but they don't make movies like this anymore. They like this, don't. It's, just it's, so, true. it's innocent. It's so... I don't know the word, just very like sincere and very, it lets itself be other, like unrealistic and not tethered to real life at all. And I love that. Like, it's just completely okay with being this kind of fantasy story. Yeah, um, yeah they just, the, the plot will literally come to a halt so that they can do a, a huge, gorgeous song and dance number that has <laughs> nothing to do with the story at all, except for the fact that they're like, oh, we're in rehearsals right now <laughs> and then yeah. all of a sudden they just do this like fabulous like three minute dance routine that just looks incredible and it's it's true oh they, they don't do that in movies anymore yeah oh man okay it's, it's so good so that means i have to watch this because this is another one i have i have not seen uh, oh pretty i know oh. i know uh, it, it's along with it's a wonderful life for for one of those just I've always kind of put off because I, I felt like I wouldn't enjoy it and I didn't want to watch a watch it and be like, Oh yeah, I hate that movie. Yeah. But I, I feel like I would, I really would enjoy these movies and I'm just, I'm being over cynical for some reason. <laughs> um, I mean, it really, it's just like, you know, it's, it's movies that I really didn't have a care to want to watch growing up. Yeah. Now as an adult, it's like, well now I, I need, I feel like I have to, like, I, I just need to watch these movies. And I did not realize White Christmas was a big musical. So now oh, yeah. I'm hating mm -hmm. myself that I didn't mm -hmm. watch it. Cause I love, I love, I love musicals. I mean, that's got Bean Crosby in it. Like, oh, um, what's the most, what's probably the funnest part of this movie or the most Christmas tied part of the movie? Well, I mean, White Christmas is, is 
the big number that they do at the end and everybody's in the outfits and the snow is, is coming down, which is beautiful. But my personal favorite is it's closer to the beginning of the, the movie and it's when Bing and Danny Kaye have gone to a nightclub and they see the, um, the sister act, the two sisters who will be their love interests uh, in the movie. And they do this whole, they do this whole like super, super old school, super corny like lounge act song yeah. about like being sisters. It's so and good. It's, it's so, and the choreography literally involves like huge giant feathered fans. And that's <laughs> just, just like, like it's so ridiculous and yet so perfect for the movie. Yes. And it just, it establishes everybody's characters. Like you actually learn a lot about the two sisters based on the way they, they sing the lines in this particular song and how they interact with each other. And you see, I mean, Rosemary Clooney, her voice is just gorgeous. Like she's oh, yeah. so, so good. And it's just, it just sort of sets the chemistry of the four of them in motion for the whole movie. And it's just fantastic. Yep. All right. Uh, it, it sounds it, wonderful. I would say, Damon, this really pains me because I think you need to watch both. But between It's a Wonderful Life and this, I, I would urge you to watch this one first, just because oh, of the music. Oh, this one sounds like something I would enjoy. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's absolute magic. It really is. Yeah. It's a yeah. Wonderful Life has always sounded like a downer, and I think that's honestly why I've always kind of stayed away from it. Yeah. Uh, while Why Christmas just sounds like a fun, lighthearted musical, which I'm joyous. And and Danny Kaye, I mean, most people think of White Christmas and they think of Bing Crosby, of course, for the, the iconic main song. I always think of Danny Kaye. I love yes, him. He's me too. So, Danny Kaye is great in this movie. His, his wordplay and just like he's so fast and he's so witty and his facial expressions are just fantastic. Like the things this man can do with his eyebrows is <laughs> he's incredible. Yeah. He did it before well, it was cool, The Rock. Get at me, The Rock. He did it before it was cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just, it's, it really is. I Magical, I think, is the word to sum it up. Like, it really, it's just, it, it, honestly, it gives me the same feeling. This is completely different, a much more modern movie, but the same feeling I get when I watch La La Land. Like, it's so yes. unconnected yes. to reality, but it's just, there's such a magical quality to it that it's just delightful to watch. Like, it's just, it makes me so happy watching. Yeah. Well, that's what I look for in my Christmas movies. So I gotta watch it. Yeah, it's just, it's just kind of out of time. Like it's, it's not realistic, but it doesn't need to be. It's, yeah, can't say enough. I like movies that are very, very unrealistic personally. I mean, that's why not make a movie like that? Like, yes, 100%. Yeah, there's there's no one of escapism there. That's just, uh, it's very underrated. Agreed. I will have to say, I think Amber came on this pod to uh, slap me in the face and <laughs> say I haven't watched enough Christmas movies. <laughs> I, you know, with love, but yeah. <laughs> right. Endearingly. Um, well, that would, uh, I guess that would finish our draft, guys. We all have four very fun, awesome uh, Christmas movies on our lists. Um, just looking at them, I don't know. Who do y'all think has the best list? Who do you think uh, deserves to win? Uh, so tough. They're all so so good. Can we do a a recap real quick of everybody? Of course. I'm, I'm yeah, Amber, track. you want to tell the people uh, your your list real quick? 
Yes. So my four were Home Alone, The Holiday, The Preacher's Wife, and White Christmas. Hmm. Uh, I had um, It's a Wonderful Life, Lethal Weapon, Red Claws, and National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. As I said before, I'll recap again. Klaus, The Night Before, Elf, and Jingle All the Way. Man. These are just oh, okay. so different. Like all these ones are so different. Very different. I, I love it. I know. So good. So good. I, I don't know if I can choose. Well, and it's tough for me too, because there's like, like Elf is like we talked about, like such a personal favorite of mine, but then so is it the wonderful life. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I, man, I don't know. I think Amber has a chance to win just for the strength of home alone. Yes. Alone. And yeah. then you add yeah. white Christmas. So, like, if there's a lot of classic lovers, I could see that, you know, people really liking that one. Um, and then, Kyle, I mean, you you have a classic along with, like, Christmas Vacation, which is very well, you know, well-loved. With And then, I mean, maybe the most underrated movie out of the whole shebang, Fred Claus. Yeah, that was so. a really good one. I think each list has a very specific mood to it. Like Amber's is just so warm and like, it makes you happy. They're just so delightful. Damon, I would probably have a heart attack from laughing at all four of your movies. I don't know about Klaus. Yeah, Klaus is pretty, Klaus has some funny parts, but Klaus is definitely my, my, my one like heartfelt Christmas emotional movie. Right. You're just, you're laughing the whole time. The whole time. (laughs) And Kyle, yours is kind of like, kind of on the more adult side. Yeah, kind of agreed. Of Christmas. Agreed. Sort of I would say mine. The, the emotion of it all. I hate to say it. Mine just reflects how I feel sometimes this time of year. I'm a little <laughs> over Christmas at times. And then these movies just make me feel happy because I'm like, I feel validated. I, I'm okay with being a little over Christmas sometimes. That's absolutely, that's totally fine. Like my, like there's a reason that my list is like the, most Hufflepuff puffiest list you could ever love. <laughs> but that's that's my personal taste and and what I love. But that's like the holidays are hard, man. Like yeah, whatever you need to to get through this time, and especially like we were saying, like this year of all years, like whatever yeah. you need to to get through this time and whatever can bring you joy and entertainment, like go for it, you know. Sure. Okay, guys, what, what are some of the movies that uh, you were thinking about choosing but ultimately did not go with? Good question. I had a couple. Of course, I think we all had a Christmas yeah. story, or at least I know Kyle and I did. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I had... almost. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. Sorry. I, I was going to say I had uh, The Family Stone on mm. my list, which is just like. Yeah, for, for those of you who haven't seen it, just like a murderer's row of talented people in this movie, like Diane Keaton and Claire Danes and Sarah Jessica Parker and Luke Wilson, who is my favorite of the of the Wilsons. And it's, <laughs> that's, that's my hot take of, of this pod. It's Amber is on team team Luke and not team Owen. But, <laughs> but that one's that one's a favorite of mine. Rachel McAdams. The whole scene where there's a scene where so Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker is basically meeting her potential future in-laws um over the Christmas holidays and they hate her. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's not fit in with 
she was not fitting with the family. She's super, super uptight and it's not going well. And she decides she's going to make this big, fancy um, Christmas morning breakfast for everybody. And it involves, I don't even know what it is that she's making, but it involves like cracking a ton of eggs into a pan and then leaving it overnight in the fridge. And she goes, yeah. she goes to put it in the fridge and it's just like, it's one of those things, like you can see it coming a mile away and you know what's going to happen, but you so you can't wait for it to happen anyway. And just the dish goes flying and raw eggs end up everywhere all over Diane Keaton and Rachel McAdams. And they're just like all flailing around the kitchen and they end up like just laughing, crying on the floor, covered in breakfast. (laughs) And it's it's a very specific holiday mood, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Um, Do you have any, any, uh, Kyle, that you wanted to Uh, to, to mention? Yeah, I was really torn um, between two that, like, the loosest definition possible of Christmas movies. Um, I was going to go with one of the early Harry Potter movies, because that's such a weird tradition. Yeah, those are Christmas movies. Yeah, I mean, there's a Christmas movie. Because of the Yule Ball, right? Yes, right, exactly. I'm with Um, And then in the same kind of idea, this one kind of took place over, I think, a full year, but Christmas is in there. I was going to go with Rocky IV just to be an asshole. Uh, (laughs) My favorite Rocky. I just love Rocky IV. Yes. You know. It's so good. (laughs) Um, I had like I had the Christmas story, of course. I had Home Alone. Uh, I also had the Santa Claus. You know, that that's, was that's on my list too. I love that movie. Such it's a great movie. Is. Like, and I haven't seen it in a while, so I feel like if I maybe would have watched it, it might would have actually made the list. But I mean, just going off of memory alone, it wasn't as strong enough. But that that's such fun, you know. That's Tim Allen at his best, being kind of like a, kind of like a. Uh, disgruntled dad that mm-hmm. in, you know that that tries to do whatever he can to to make his uh, kids happy and uh, it works really well i love bernard the elf so oh good. my god he's yeah. so good and you know what else with that movie i was thinking about that one too because it was it was potentially one of my top ones too the special effects i feel like have held up surprisingly well like tim, really allen, well. tim yeah. allen's whole transformation from like skinny uptight businessman to santa claus he looks fantastic. It has yeah. such a good plot line, you know, like, oh wow, you killed Santa. Now you're like and it makes sense. Like those roofs, they're they're up high, they're slippery, they're covered in snow. Like Santa could totally fall off the roof. It could totally happen. Like, why hasn't oh somebody God. thought of this before? I just had a revelation. I'm watching the show for the first time, but this movie treats Santa Claus the same way Buffy the Vampire Slayer treats Slayers. Yes. There, is there always, must always there be must one. Always be one. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I love that. Wow. <laughs> oh, imagine that if Santa Claus, yeah, Santa Claus is just a mantle and like it just keeps getting passed down and when them. people die when they whenever the Santa Fantastic. Claus is like accidentally killed. So, I want to learn the history of the Santa Claus. Like, <laughs> see what happened to all the other Santa Clauses before. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. you know, the sequels aren't bad either. Uh, they're, yeah. they're pretty I'm cute. Not, they're pretty cute. I'm, I'm not, not a big fan of number three. Same. But yeah. Two two yeah. Is good. Number two is very um, cute. I did want to mention just a couple other ones I had just in case for some reason, like, all oh, mine got picked. 
uh, Scrooged. I yes. really like Scrooge. I, I, mean, yes. I, I love Bill Murray. Anything with Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And Gremlins. Gotta yeah. mention Gremlins. I Gremlins. wondered if someone yes. was going to pick Gremlins. Yep. Fantastic movie. It's just, it's not like, you know, it's definitely Christmas vibey, but definitely not a Christmas uh, themed, right. so to say. Yeah. It, it, the only message you get from that movie is don't feed them after midnight. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, uh, did y'all have any other movies y'all wanted to mention at all? I don't think so. I don't think so. The only, oh, the only other one that I just, to continue on the ever popular theme of movies that make Amber weep copiously. Um, <laughs> Step Mom is a great one. Mm, Step Mom. I don't know much about that one. Yeah, I don't uh, think I've seen that one. Uh, so Susan Sarandon and Ed Harris are divorced, and Ed Harris is going to remarry Julia Roberts. And so they're trying to blend the two families together and it's not going so well because Julia Roberts is, you know, young and cool. And uh, Susan Sarandon is maybe more traditional. And then it turns out it's right around the holidays. And it turns out, sorry, spoiler, but <laughs> Susan Sarandon <laughs> is, is sick and her, her prognosis is not so good. And so she has to teach Julia Roberts about how to be part of a family and be a mom to these two adorable kids, um, you know, because this is going to be her last Christmas with them ever. Oh my God. Yeah, wow. I'm not just thinking about it, guys. <laughs> but it's, that one sounds ru- like a turn. It's really good. It's, it's got a lot of, it's, they do a good job at, at sort of capturing the, the family dynamics, like the, the teenage daughter, she's like, maybe 12 she's supposed to be i think like maybe 12 or 13 she's played by jenna malone um who just has that does that whole like it's like young baby jenna malone so she just does that whole like sarcastic eye-rolling teenage thing so well but also deep down underneath you know she just really loves her mom (laughs) (laughs) it's She's really great, and um, the the kid who plays her little brother is really adorable and charming. And it's uh, it's again one of those ones that's like very predictable, and you know exactly what's going to happen, and it doesn't matter at all because it's wonderful to watch okay, I anyway. Don't, I don't think I'm going to ever watch that movie <laughs> yeah. because it sounds so sad. But I am. I will I'm grateful you mentioned the, the the illness because if I had watched that movie not knowing that. Amber, I would have messaged you very angrily. I, yeah, I just, yeah. oh my god! It's, it's like it's like if you tell it's like if you tell like uh, an animal lover, uh, a dog lover like myself to watch John Wick, and you don't warn them about the first oh, like god. ten minutes oh, of the movie, and then it's just like, why? Why did you do this to me? You it's know, like and I, 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 people. People like people who are like big time like pet lovers are like to say I can't watch John Wick. I'm like you can't watch John Wick. The whole reason he's killing everybody is because they killed his dog. Like yeah. you should watch feel like so vindicated throughout the whole movie. <laughs> like you should be like yeah, kill that motherfucker. Like, yeah. <laughs> but okay, I, I I have one more movie I wanted to mention. Uh, the only reason I didn't probably draft is because it hasn't been made yet. And that's uh, talking about the 2022 Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. Oh my god! That they just recently announced. So excited! And so we may have to revisit this draft. uh, Come after that movie. Oh hell yeah! Because it could very well change our lists. 
I'm just uh, saying I might have to revisit my film festival draft because I think it's going to be one of the greatest things of all time. I'm just saying I, I'm so excited. Wow. We're big Guardians fans here. <laughs> um, oh, well, well then, guys, uh, do y'all have any any last thoughts? Any uh, Anything else y'all wanted to say before we leave this on a nice uh, high note? Oh, thanks I, so much have... for having me, guys. This was so fun. Yeah, of course. Amber, you thank you so it. much you... for joining us. You, oh, that was wonderful addition to the podcast. That was great. Oh, thanks. Yeah, you, you brought your A game. Um, I had, I had the so... big shoes to fill, so... um and of course everyone if you want to tell us who you think won this draft or if you just want to tell us we did terrible or we missed uh, one of your favorite movies ever which i'm sure we did it's bound to happen let us know hit us up on planet.fantasypodcast i'm sorry at gmail.com or you can hit us up on our instagram planet.fantasy um we'll be around to answer any questions or or inquiries you have if you have any great ideas for future episodes let us know we're always open to to hearing them um, these last couple episodes were, were customized ideas from guests other than this one. Though, Amber, I felt like this one was made for you. You I, killed it. Oh, <laughs> you're, you're thanks. I, I do, too. I was I, I have never – you guys are my – this is my first time ever being on a podcast, and I can't imagine a better, more fun topic for my first one. So this was awesome. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you, and I'm sure we'll see you back again. Yes. Uh, Kyle, any last words from you, man? No, just – Thank you guys for listening. Um, we can't wait for you to hear next week. We've got a really fun one. Uh, a Christmas dinner guest draft. Who we want, what fictional character do we want at our Christmas dinner? So it should be a fun one. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's going to be a riot. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, guys, I hope y'all are excited for that one, and I hope y'all enjoy uh, this draft. And until next time, we'll see y'all. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.